Welcome to Declare Your Independence on the Free Talk Live Network. It's time for Declare Your Independence with Ernest Hancock. Believe me when I say we have a difficult time ahead of us. But if we are to be prepared for it, we must first shed our fear of it. I stand here without fear because I remember... I remember that I am here not because of the path that lies before me, but because of the path that lies behind me. I remember that for 100 years we have fought these machines. And after a century of war, I remember that which matters most. We are still here! Let us make them remember. We are not afraid! Declare your independence of me, Ernest Hancock, in Phoenix, Arizona. Hey, talking to Dr. Frank Tambury. Uh, Trump report. Trump report, Trump report, Trump report. What we're going to do is um, I get caught up on a bunch of stuff that's going on. There's a bunch of stuff going on. Frank's got a bunch of stuff he wants to tell us about what's going on. So what we're going to do is I'm going to start with Frank. Frank, what's going on, man? What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Um, you, well, let, let me ask you a question. I'm, I'm just curious. This is the, I know it's the kind of loaded. Oh, my God. I get to Ernie talk. Here. Okay, go ahead. I know. Well, he's like birthday present for you. Know, Christmas. Um, what, what, do you, what do you think? Uh, I don't, it's not trying to be a, you know, a, a trick question, but what do you think was the highlight of this week? Uh, either a specific thing or just a big picture. I don't know. What have you noticed this past week? Um, it literally has been just headlines for me. I haven't had time to do. We were down in southeastern Arizona on a um, uh, homestead build. You know, a, a group that we want. We got to visit. You know, three homesteads and different building techniques, and just got back last night, and it was. Uh, Busy. That was busy, 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 busy boy. And, you know, getting dirty and achy, breaky back and all kinds of stuff. So I wasn't paying attention as much other than the headlines. And Donna uh, and I just send the headlines to staff to put, you know, up. But I, the only ones that I listened to were more philosophical. You know, what's going on psychologically what's going on the people what's going on you know what the long-term picture getting ready kind of you know the little minutiae of every freaking and i don't care you know so it's um you know because it goes like this um are there wars and rumors of wars yep you know they, they, they keep doing that and threatening and kind of need to get more are there wars and rumor of wars in uh, land. Yep, yep, yep. Gates keeps buying up more stuff, and they keep putting more restrictions, and you're not allowed isms, which is one thing I want to talk about, the mood of the people that went to these building classes and went from all over the Southwest, and they, you know, I I could see it coming. I mean, you can feel mm-hmm. it. So it's a race to get ready. You know, it looks like, um, uh, you know, 
we're ready to make an offer. We've been dealing with the land. Donna is negotiating whatever, and she came across another piece of property that she's leaving here in a minute to go look at before we go making a final greater super duper whatever offer on uh, some of the other land. But it looks like within next week or two, we're going to be committed. And uh, I I saw this other one that you know, but it seems very promising, you know. And I'm going, ooh, that that might compete with this other one. I really like this one, 20 acre that we got. But she found another one that uh, has a lot of promise. So she's going to go check that this morning, do her real estate thing. So we picked up a bunch of the building material that we ordered. Uh, these Hyper Adobe bags is a, a large part of the foundation, the lower walls of what we're building with the dome uh, ceiling on top and that's a long story but um, so we got a whole trailer full of that you know literally three miles worth of this stuff I'd you know, I'd build you a house you know so we're got to do a soil test on the other one and different stuff it's just a thing so that's what I've been focusing on the uh, news you get into the energy thing you know, there's a lot of tech stuff that's coming up. Starship's going to launch tomorrow. Me and Bob are going to be, we're going to be all Starship tomorrow. You know, it's going to, woo, Starship 2 going to orbit. That's going to change a lot of things. A lot of things. A lot of things. So we're going to be doing that. Then uh, we have, oh, what? You got energy. You got war. You have communications advancing. Electrical power. They're doing, um, they're getting some, Fusion reactors are starting to, you know, produce some surplus power, different wave stuff that I'm like, why weren't they doing that anyway? And, you know, it's just a lot of, and hydrogen, you know, hydrogen, this is how it's, I'm going, man, hydrogen, hydrogen, this is all BS. I don't know how in the hell they're going to distribute it, make it more worth the power put in to crack it, you know, from water. And uh, then it started Started doing some research because Bob said something, and he goes, "Look, you gotta have a base load for you know, like to keep the grid charged at a certain level, and you can't be doing that with solar and wind, and you know, you better have a crap ton of batteries, you know, and it going up and down, up and down, up and down because a nuclear power plant, you put it on max speed, warp speed, and it freaking goes, and it creates that base load that you have, you know, day and night mm-hmm. kind of thing. So when they need a peaker." Then they got these natural gas ones, you know, gas turbine engines. They just, you know, push a button and it starts and you're up and going in minutes. And then, um, but for the sun comes to go like the last couple of days here in the Phoenix area, it's been cloudy, you know, so I haven't been making that much solar power. And um, and then you got wind and the the machines keep wearing out and they're burying them in landfill. That, the wind thing is just for what you get out of it. Way too much maintenance. Way too much land. It's just a. It's a. Yeah, that's not the application for large grid applications. I mean, if you want to have your farm has a windmill and you want to deal with the maintenance and the cost to put, yeah, we'll see what happens. So I'm not really keen on that. But solar in certain places definitely makes sense. But when it have all these solar fields they're putting up out here, I mean, the desert is getting covered with solar, which is fine, you know. So we got a bunch of solar, but it doesn't balance out the grid. So then Bob made this, and I started doing some research, come to find out this is way more in development than 
than I understood. What they're doing with the excess power, whether it comes from the solar, the hydro, uh, the nuclear, whatever, what do you do with that? You know, if you don't have batteries to bank it or heating some sand or, you know, putting weight up a mountain or something or gravity uh, (laughs) used later banking some gravity big rock or whatever, you know, then it's wasted. So they're taking that wasted excess and making hydrogen with it. So now you're taking excess uh, electrons and doing what with it? You got to do something with it. So they're, it looks like they're going to be between LA and Phoenix in the Southwest, right here, I 10 out by the nuclear power plant. There's going to be, you know, this Canamex highway, all that stuff, hydrogen cargo trucks. And that's what Nikola and my son-in-law and one of my son, one of my son-in-laws, one of my sons work for Nikola doing, you know, the hydrogen fuel cell battery thing and everything. And I'm always, I don't know, man. When you get that fuel distribution thing, let let me know, you know. And they're they're head down plow making it go work. So then, what do I find out that? The Palo Verde power plant, they have the big switching yards here that they built for the plant. And there's three reactors at Palo Verde. Well, it was made to do, I think, nine. You know, it, it was a bunch that they just keep building them, and they just stopped. You know, they're, they're, they, it takes decades, duh, 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 with a D, decades to get a nuclear power plant done and through the process and built and online from the time you say go. So all that regulatory, it's like you were launching a starship or something, you know? Mm-hmm. The government coming in want to explain it to you. So I'm just right. like, what the crap? Now, this is... So I see that as a future thing. Breeder reactors, thorium, you know, uh, reactors, more nuclear power plant fusion coming on. That's going to... The energy thing is going to change. And all you need to do is watch one movie. I think it's called um, Chain Reaction with Keanu Reeves and Morgan Freeman. Keanu Reeves, Morgan Freeman. You watch that movie, Chain Reaction. And it's all about how government-sponsored programs, they got to where they had a an efficient fusion reactor, and they, them, those of the energy of uh, we be Exxon, you know, inside the CIA kind of crap, you know, made sure it didn't get out. We, whoop, nope, can't have that. It would, uh, you know, upset the political apple cart, you know, so then they kill people and whatever, and you make a movie. But this is what's going on. One thing I wanted to, on this energy thing, when do you get the peace sign that has a vertical line that goes top to bottom, and then it has two lines, like a 45-degree angle, about you know ter- two-thirds of the way down from the top and go out. That peace symbol uh, stands for ND, nuclear disarmament, because when you do the flag thing on Navy ships, you know, they got the, the flags and they're, you know, optical, you know, doing signals and different letters, and it's kind of like a visual Morse code. You know, you can see them do it. Well, if you have the flag straight up and straight down, I think that's the N, and then you put them down, your arms down at a 45-degree angle, that's the D. So that peace symbol stands for ND, nuclear disarmament. That's what that was about. Well, this whole thing was taken over, co-opted, and pushed, and funded, and whatever by your friends at, you know, uh, British Petroleum, and Exxon, and Texaco, and whatever. So you look behind, you scratch the surface, you look behind the scenes, and you start to see where the money's coming from. Where I got a lot of this, 
uh, amazingly, was Planet of the Humans by Michael Moore, okay? And what was interesting is that Al Gore, Mr. Environmentalist, pushing for biomass energy, and we got to burn the biomass. Well, you're thinking, like, what does that mean? Junkyard? Your sawdust from a mill? Uh, you know, your apple peels? Your, your banana peels? What? What are you talking about? Come to find out, we're traveling around on the bus, going places, and I see all this wood. I mean, it's just kind of smaller. It's only like six, eight inches of these tree trunks. You know, so I don't know where they're getting all these trees, and they're just clearing uh, forest of these little trees and and just clear cut and whatever. I go, what the hell are they doing? Biomass. They're chopping down trees to burn. And I'm going, Al Gore? I mean, what the crap is that? I've, I, you see it up in Washington State. You see it up in New England. You see, I'm going, you are kidding me. They are stripping wood, forest, you know, the trees to burn them to make energy. Brought to you by Al Gore. You know, so I'm, I, wow, okay, I did not know that. So then it comes out that all of this is just they, them, those, maximizing, making money because they can. And uh, and they got that kind of approved as a green thing. Then you get Bill Gates, you know, wanting to buy up forest so you can burn it or bury it in the ground. What the crap are these? These people are, are insane thinking we are that insane, you know? So this once it gets to a certain saturation point, no, there's no inflation. It's not inflation. You know, pay no attention to the inflation. And um, at some point, you got to go, man, it's time to hunker down and occupy the freaking land. You know, this is – I am so on this. It's going to be my focus, you know, my next big activist thing. After we do this Black Friday, we have uh, Black Market Friday, you know, ha, ha. We have um, <laughs> the – Day after Thanksgiving is when we start the distribution of the trash camp flyers or the Christmas cards at the malls and everything and, and the signs going up of the, the project that Corbett and I are working on. So this is going to be a thing. Well, the printing gets done early, next, mid-next week. You know, got to get it in by the end of this week, make sure I get it in time. And then... Uh, um, I'm going to be in trouble. I'm going to be in. But, you know, I don't do anything wrong. It's just that they don't care. And the kind of stuff that we've done over the decades of activism and uh, putting up signs and evolution and all that kind of stuff, bypassing the media censorship controls, if you bypass it with actual physical on the ground, putting material up that link QR codes and link to a landing page of ha, 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 made you look, they don't like it. They do not like it, especially when I use on the trash can flyers the Total Information Awareness logo and everything. So this is um, where I'm at. That's how I see the world. It's already turning. It's happening. The battle is on. It is between, you know, the, the believers and lovers of government and those that go, not so much. And then they keep going, Minikers, they go, well, you got to have, you know, some government. I mean, you know, it's... What if, if you didn't have any government, you wouldn't have any government. I mean, then we wouldn't have any government, you know. And I'm, and that argument is just getting really thin when you see that it's this collectivization of taking your money and delegated authority that you gave them to beat you over the head, you know. And I'm this, they're not, 
No. And it's supposed to protect you from all enemies, foreign and domestic. Well, they're not doing either. You know, so I, but it always, it's, it's that's not unexpected. You know, to a good, been around long time, libertarian, anarchist, voluntarist, leave me aloneist, whatever, understand what's up. This is how this is how it happens. So I'm going okay. So now it's becoming realization for everyone, and they them those don't want you escaping. Certainly in your mind, the general public opinion that you guys suck. You are the cause of wars. You are the cause of inflation. You are the cause they have lower standard of living. You are the cause of uh, Johnny can't read. You are the cause of all of the strife and all of this division and all of this separation. When we are united, we would fly. And I just like, get out of the way. And then one of the best examples of that, Starship. Starship sitting there ready to go and save humanity and the planet and go to the other kind of bite me. And they're like, well, you know, uh, your your water deluge system might drown a snail or something. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm really so done. I'm not trying to massage it anymore. I don't want to, you know, fix it. It's already fixed. So every time I look at the news, I just, I can't, it just reinforces what I already know, that they're just going to be stupid. You know, they're just stupid. Here we had um, Russell Brand and Alex Jones. Okay, okay. Just to say those in the same sentence is interesting right there. This is round one of my conversation where we spoke about Alex's predictions that did come true, why independent voices get targeted, the globalist agenda, and much more. So we are at the end is the title of it. And they are, uh, Brandon Jones, I don't think they released it yet. This is like a teaser. And Donna put this up. So when you got Russell Brand and Alex Jones, you know, doing this kind of thing, I'm, I'm, wow, I, you just get a wow from me. So that's what, how I see it. You know, there's, you know, all kinds of stuff we put up there. Permaculture in the Sahara Desert. All right. I think that's uh, of importance. The hydrogen fuel is gaining traction with truckers, and we explain how that might happen. Then you get, uh, you know, uh, Xi Jinping um, coming from China to San Francisco, and they have to power wash all the streets and, I don't know, gave a bus ticket to all the homeless. I don't know what the heck they did with them. They'd be dead for all I know. But uh, they get rid of all the homeless and scrub the streets. And, you know, China comes in and you go to Newsom. You did that just because he's, you, you want to clean it up for the communists coming to San Francisco. They go, yep, that's exactly what we did. And, you know, I'm like, all right. Then you have the battle for the Second Amendment. Democrats introduced another bill to restrict and track ammo sales while criminalizing straw purchases, which means somebody goes and buys a bunch of ammo, you know, for them and their friends, you know, kind of thing. Nope, 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 nope. So this is, then you're going to have monetary controls too. And they already started this decade ago or so. They had um, uh, the credit card companies were disapproving or flagging or sending the information that you use their credit card to buy guns or ammo. You know, I'm sure they're still doing that. Oh, and we get it. Here it comes. Here it comes. Here it comes. Here it comes. Okay, wait, wait. Let me see if I can do this. Uh, desktop. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Here it comes. We have Charles, the first pictures of new Canadian coins featuring 
King Charles's portrait. He finally made it on the money, but it's coins. <laughs> Okay, it's coins. Are they going to do it on the paper money? Hell no, they're not going paper. You know, that's what that was the biggest thing I could see. I'm going, what? Charles been waiting all this time to be king, and then they don't put, he's not putting up his picture on the money? <laughs> what the heck, man? Did he have any uh, confidence? You know? Yeah, exactly. Good point. Good <laughs> so, point. So now they're doing it. Yep, here we go. It's going to wait, be. Wait, 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 wait. And the thing is, and, and honestly, just insult to injury, not only is it not going to be paper money, but if they put them on the coins, and of course, that also includes all the gold coins, because all of us that have gold coins, we all are very familiar <laughs> with the queen on all these coins, whether it's Canadian. I bet uh, you the they have Leaves, a premium more The Charles. Island of Man. But the point is, by the time they put King Charles's picture, you know, portrait on the coins, gold will be so much money. No one will be able to afford that either. <laughs> no one's going to have his picture anywhere. I, you know, this just tells you how they are. Okay, here's here's the story. Biden DOJ quietly hires more lawyers for vaccine injury suits. There, the dam is broken. Once you in the the law, if you knew or did something wrong, or you had some liability, right. or you had prior knowledge, and you did the vaccine thing anyway, all of a sudden, boom, your liability protection goes away. Well, that's been pretty freaking obvious. A lot of evidence on, it, and here come the here comes the logjam. So there is going to be suit after, but big pharma is not going to have to pay for it. It's going to be supported by your tax dollars. It's going to defend, you know, the vaccine programs and pharma. And all. It's just more of the same. I mean, oh, my God. Then we have, uh, let's see, Washington has decided that a dominant U.S. presence in the Middle East is key to, to whatever. You know, I, I'm... I what has it not been? You know, this is and then you get wait into, wait 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 who, who stated that was it's Paul Craig Roberts. Paul Craig Roberts was uh, in the cabinet of Reagan, you know, and he oh, okay. has his own blog that he does, you know, just from the inside. Let me tell you what's up. And uh, so I put his stuff up because he has a unique perspective. I mean, you know, yeah, well, well, just so you know for the audience, when when I get my turn, we're going to talk a lot. I, I really want to explore the Middle East issue quite a bit. Uh, but it's interesting. I mean, I mean, for you, you're able to just pick one name out of a hat. I mean, it's it's a very fascinating watching this uh, unravel the entire world. It's all a game. It's a plan. It's I it's, know. Well, it's puppets, man. It's just it's I shadows know, on a cave wall. But there's more going on with that of what this is representing. Yeah, but it's but just, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Okay, let me go ahead and finish. All right. Oh, what's going on? This hour of Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash Digital Cash. Dash is the cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending. In addition to being one of the world's first cryptocurrencies, Dash was the first crypto project to have a decentralized autonomous organization that to this day continues to improve and promote Dash. Every month, 10% of the mining rewards go into a treasury. Anyone with one Dash to spend can put forward a proposal to the Dash masternodes. The masternodes vet the proposals and decide which ones move forward and are funded by that treasury. Nowadays, DAOs are plentiful, but Dash paved the way by doing it first nearly a decade ago. Dash is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies and is widely available on exchanges, including the decentralized Maya Protocol and in multi-crypto wallets. It's easy to get and use Dash. Start by learning more at Dash.org. Thanks to the Dash DAO for sending us 32 Dash per month to promote Dash on the air. Visit Dash.org to learn about Dash. Dash.org. 
And now, from the studios of Freedoms Phoenix, Ernest Hancock. This hour, Declare Your Independence on the Free Talk Live Network is brought to you by Dash Digital Cash. Dash is a cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending. Let's talk about your positive experiences using Dash. Dash has transaction fees that are less than one cent. Dash transactions are instant, irreversible, and are protected from 51% attacks by its chain locks technology. Dash is the world's first decentralized autonomous organization. BitRefill allows for discounted purchases at national retailers. We want to thank Dash Dow for sending us 32 Dash per month to promote Dash on the air. Visit Dash.org to learn about Dash. Dash.org is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies and is widely available on exchanges and in multi-crypto wallets. It's easy to get and use. Dash. Start by learning more at Dash.org. Welcome back to Declare Your Independence with me, Ernest Hancock on Free Talk Live Network on Genesis. We're talking with Dr. Frank Tambury. We've done the Trump report since the summer of 2015 of Trump coming down the escalator, and it's turned into a cultural uh, view of America and the world. And this particular show was taped on the 16th of November, just this last Thursday. Now, this was prior to the election just yesterday, Sunday the 19th, of Javier Millet, a narco-capitalist, just a, an anarchist, <laughs> to the president of Argentina. Now, this is just a, a worldwide cultural phenomenon that we're starting to see, and we've been tracking culturally what's happening around the world on the Trump report. We don't do a, a lot of politics. I mean, of course, you know, heavily involved in a lot of areas and so on. But I, I just see what's happening as a cultural thing. And we've been discussing that in pop culture, movies, magazines, newspaper, comic books, uh, uh, TV shows. We've really had a, a preemptive look at what's coming and what's here. So that's what this discussion is about, going over the news and so on. Now, normally, we do at least three to five hours. You know, this particular show is over four hours long. If you want to get the whole thing, go to Declare Your Independence with ErnestHancock.com or FreedomsPhoenix.com, and at the top right, you'll see the link to the shows. little banner ad there, and it goes in, and it's November 16th, 2023, just a full show. Now, this is just a snippet. I wanted to give you guys uh, just the fun that we have, and it's we're not going to be able to get the whole show in there, of course, you know, probably like half of it, but you'll get the idea of how we view the world. Now, uh, Frank made the mistake of giving me first crack to talk, so <laughs> it went on for a while, but he gets his say, you know, he gets his say, and we'll sure be able to get that in there. Enjoy. But there's more going on with that of what this is representing. Yeah, but it's but just, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Okay, let me go ahead and finish. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, Iceland has a volcano. It's about freaking ready to go. All of a sudden, cracks in the streets, a thousand, thousands of earthquakes, you know, up to like 7.6, and it's just like. <clears throat> so they're like, you know what? I think we need to evacuate. You know, you probably should. Uh, Vesuvius is about ready to go, man. You know, Pompeii's going to get buried. Uh, here, here we go. So they're, um, and it's been a regular thing. I remember in the 70s, 
when I was a kid, you know, Iceland went through this phase and, you know, laid waste to a lot of stuff. So um, there, all of a sudden, around the world, there's a bunch of volcanoes. Oh, you'll like this. You'll like this. This is good. Um, I go, you know, it's time. I don't remember where were we. I think we were this weekend when we were at the hotel room or something. Because <clears throat> we didn't take the bus. It was cheaper to just get a hotel and pay for the diesel. I mean, but um, so we're in there and I go, let's watch. Mel Gibson and Julia Roberts. And what was the movie they were in? Mel Gibson and Julia Rob- Roberts was in a movie together. Do you, Mr. Movie Man, do you know what it was? <laughs> that sounds like the chick flick, so I probably didn't see Conspiracy it. Nope. Theory with Mel Gibson oh, and it? Julia Roberts, okay? I so, did not see that one. So, oh, you haven't seen that? Oh, that's classic, no, man. No. Yeah, it's about... And Jean-Luc Picard was in it. God, what's his name? Patrick Stewart. So Patrick, Patrick Stewart. Yeah, Patrick no, 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 Stewart. no, 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 no. Hey, 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 you got it wrong. It's Sir Patrick Stewart. Stewart. Right. Go ahead. Sir Patrick Stewart. <laughs> okay, so Stewart and uh, um, uh, Julia Roberts and Mel Gibson. So that's probably a good enough reason to watch it right there. So it's all about... MK Ultra and he gets triggered. He has all the conspiracies and whatever. You go watch that, and you know he's a cab driver. And anybody that's in his cab, he's always telling him all these conspiracies. But the thing was, is that you watch that, and that was done in like the late nineties or something. All of the conspiracies are now true. You know, it's just it's amazing. That's why I wanted to watch it. It was kind of funny. But one of the things that he had in there, one of his big deals, he goes, "Did you ever notice?" When the shuttle goes up and the shuttle does this and the shuttle and and then there's earthquakes. He was tying earthquakes with shuttle experiments or something. So now they have that XP whatever space plane secret Air Force thing that they're always launching and whatever. And then I see earthquakes and volcanoes and all that kind of stuff in Iceland. I'm going all right. fires and fires in Maui. Yeah. yeah. What? what, what, what What's that space plane? Where, where's it at? What, what's it doing? You know. So anyway, so that's why I thought of that because that movie Conspiracy Theory, which you know did. Oh, oh, and I guarantee Frank is going to be all over this one. Candace Owens gets fired from the Daily Wire. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay, so I'm like, what the heck did I? Wait, 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 wait. She's not fired yet. Did that just break? I mean, they're going back and forth, but she's not officially fired. Not yet. Well, I, we'll you know, we'll this is a Mark Dice thing. Candace Owens. Yeah, no, no, I, I know. I, 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 we'll, we'll, we'll break that down. Okay, by all right, the way, all right, break that it's down. It's not that. Wait, wait. Uh, just for the record, it's the last thing that Ernie will give a crap about. This is not about some uh, internet personality. You're correct, sir. There is exactly there is, but these are all <coughs> highlighting a deeper theme, more meta that I, I want to jump on. But yeah, that is right. Go ahead. Third and by rail the way, you haven't mentioned, Israel. You haven't mentioned Marvel yet either. You haven't mentioned Marvel. Third rail you Israel. You're so freaking not allowed. Ben Shapiro's Jewish is a little yarmulke thing. Daily Wire of gets his money mm-hmm. and support from something. And I guarantee yep. it's not from evangelical Christians, okay? So he's up there doing his thing. Candace Owens comes in and didn't, you know, love on Israel enough. I ain't right. I ain't know. Frank's going to break it down for us because I just, well, of course, it's a third rail Israel. You know, that was why I used to go. I first started doing radio in 03 and we're going the land invasion in Iraq is when that started and everything. And they're going, oh, you can't. Ta-. I bring on the, the vice president of the National Association of the Zionist, whatever the hell, which is an attorney here in Scottsdale. All right, explain it to me. Explain it why, you know, I shouldn't, out of principle, should not be giving any of my money to foreign uh, countries and everything, especially 
especially if they're Islamic. And uh, but uh, but that doesn't apply to Israel. Explain it to me. Well, because. Cause, cause, so, 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 Ernie, we're definitely going to jump back in this, and, and oh, I do for a little bit later. But I want to ask you about the Mark Dice issue and this Israel. Uh, just a, a quick little, little point. What is the, the Mark Dice keeps talking about the one topic that you cannot talk about? I mean, there's a bunch of them, of course, but he's talking about the American Israel Public Affairs Committee, right? APAC which apparently is like one of the most powerful, uh, you know, packs on in, in D.C. And all the money there goes to all the politicians to, you know, to support Israel. And I'm sure Nikki Haley is like number one on the list, the way she's just yeah, nonstop weird. every tweet, right, that's about this. Weird. So I'm just, I had to be honest, I didn't realize this was a another third rail. I never even really heard of them myself, my ignorance. Uh, do you know much about them? Are they really that much of a... Of a of a they can't talk about a, a, a consortium. I, I don't understand about why them. Such a well, about no them. Who, who, well, I missed it. Talk about what? Yeah, I mean, Mark Dice. Two videos where I mean, Mark Dice says whatever, and he's he's like all cagey, saying that you know he's that that what's really going on with the Candace Owens and many other many other of these tensions that they're not talking about, and he's he's saying that they're saying things in code. Is that what they're really talking about? Is the American Israel Public Affairs Committee PAC? Which is which is a dominant. This is, I guess, what he's implying is that they are exceptionally powerful in D.C. One yeah. of the most powerful packs out there, like the NRA. But unlike the NRA that everybody knows about, and of course the left likes always point out about how too powerful they are. But this is a similar pack that you're not supposed to talk about to show the influence and or it it uh, dovetails into the so called trope. That the Jews control the world, right? Which kind of with Hollywood, they control Hollywood and the media, which for some reason is supposedly an insult and it's a problem. So bringing up this pack with the influence it has, I guess the the way they're trying to not have people talk about it is to say if you mention how powerful they are, then you're adding to the stereotype that they control the world. Hence, you can't talk yep. about it, which is a very interesting circular logic. I never even heard that this was a thing, showing, I guess, my ignorance, ignorance. on it. Mark Dice is the only one bringing it up. So what do you know about them going further? I mean, this is... You know, it's tell, always you know. You know. I mean, because you know. Because you better know. Because if you don't know, then you don't know. But the um, when I did CNN, if you just put in CNN, Ernest Hancock, it'll blow up all over the place. And it was uh, with Rick Sanchez. And it was on, you know, gun rights thing, black man with the AR-15, which was Chris, our friend that was here when Obama came and spoke. And we were going on about uh, gun rights when they, yeah, this is really about Obamacare. And you're, you're at the wrong rally kind of thing. And we got all the attention, you know, that kind of crap. So anyway, so during that, when I did Rick Sanchez, which used to be one of the main hosts on CNN, um, we did our, like, supposed to be two, three minutes, wound up being like a whole segment, you know, like eight, ten minutes or something, and um, and came out all right, you know, pretty good on it, because they didn't anticipate us being open about whatever. Well, right after that, he got fired, okay? And I'm going, yep, didn't work wait, out. Wait, 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 that, that, that host got fired right after that? Yeah, but it wasn't, <laughs> but it wasn't, <laughs> I cause, never knew that. It wasn't cause of me, okay? 
I don't think. Uh, okay. I mean, it didn't help. Okay. But, I, mean, well, I, I, I certainly hope it wasn't a Jeffrey Tubin episode either. Well, this is this is what I don't know what that is. Okay, so this is what happened. That that was the guy that was actually masturbating on the on the FaceTime call with all the CNN people. Remember oh, that? that's oh, a minimum God. job requirement for these guys. He's got a job, and they and they still hired him back. I right, mean, of course they did. Anyway, of course they did. Of course they did. So so <laughs> then, um, I remember he was on some show. I think it was on a talk show where he wasn't on CNN, and um, and John Stewart of the Daily Show. I guess is Jewish, okay? So he's, um, uh, they said something, he goes, I don't know what you're, you guys are all bitching about. This is Rick Sanchez. He goes, I don't know what you guys are all bitching about. You know, the Jews control all media anyway, you know? And I go, oh, well, that's, he's not going to be long for the world on that one. Boom, and he's gone, okay? Because he reckoned, he, you know, what everybody knew is he, because he was, I don't know, he thought he could say it because he's all that, you know? But you guys, he goes, I don't know what you're complaining about. The Jews run Hollywood and the news anyway. So he was targeted at you know, some criticism that Jon Stewart was doing. When he said that, man, you could count the seconds, you know, of, of the, and he's done. Okay? So that was a, the, a real life, personal, I saw it happen, paying attention kind of thing. And I'm going, okay. I you definitely don't do that, you know. And the Arizona Breakfast Club used to be a, a touchstone for every po- even Jan Napolitano, every congressman, U.S. senator, where you had to go speak at the Arizona Breakfast Club, or you weren't going to make it. It was in their Rolodex. That was what was going to happen. And uh, but then when it started getting a little too libertarian, a little too freedom, a little too close to the bone, a little bit not, and then they had one of their treasurer guys that would collect the money at the front just a it was a militia guy and they said ah, see they're anti-semitic and they labeled them anti-semitic and all of a sudden boom there's our breakfast club you know they they were they, they were not allowed whatever you didn't have to go speak at them anymore so that's when you know not long after that that it was passed to me well if they're going to give you the label you know own up to it, man. Let's go. Let's let's go. Be all freedom and kick some butt. So then it kind of bit him in the butt anyway. So this is that's why I called it the third rail Israel. When I first started doing radio in 03, I go the third rail Israel. Here we go. I bring in you know the Zionist of America, one of the officers of whatever the heck, and have him explain it to me. Then later, when Charles and I were over at Air America, I said, you know, you want to talk? I got a guy. You know, boom. Charles started interviewing them, having them come on and do that. So you just go directly. You, you, you go to their strength. You know, you beat Oh, get their weakness. No, you go at their strength. Once you beat them there, the rest is just a mop-up operation. Okay, that was the old Neil Smith thing. You know, it's just a mop-up operation. So you bring them head on. Explain to me how you are owed. We are obligated to support Israel. Go to third freaking world nuclear war, you know, for it, you know, explain that to me. You know, I, I just need to know what the deal is. Well, it's because they freaking own us. You give them gazillions of dollars in foreign aid, and the ha- all they need is, you know, half a gazillion to buy Congress, and they get their full gazillion later. And then they, it's just a good investment, you know. So 
That's what Epstein was about. You're not going to get Epstein's client list. And if you do, which they're starting to leak out of whatever, it's going to be, you know, the not-so-important people. The last people they ever going to put on that list that you're going to find out about are all the congressmen and everything. Then when they did the $300 million uh, FBI gets their new building, which is, are you freaking kidding me? How did they manage that? Well... That same day, they went and they raided some big brothel that has all of these, you know, surveillance tapes and everything. All these politicians and businessmen, whatever, in Washington that go into the brothel. And they're going, well, we have this here, right here, a video of how say you vote, uh, Mr. Congress or woman congressman, whatever, you know. So... Of course, they're going to get what they're going to get. There is no fixing this. It's not fixable. It's done. All right, we'll get more on that. Let's finish. You know, through get through the top. So, news. so wait. I just want to ask. I, I want to ask you a question. This is just you know, never really have this conversation. Why is it uh, that the Jewish community or those those in charge have such? They just they 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 have this uh, recoiling. Uh, uh, you know, firing, canceling attitude for just stating that Jews are, you know, controlling certain industries. Because they're controlling I mean, certain I mean, industries. And, 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 wait, I want to sound so obtuse about it. I'm not that clueless. I'm sure they'd rather have it under wraps for different reasons. But I'd like to you explore that a little bit because, my God, we hear all day how, you know, the Christians run run the country and white people run the country and other groups. You hear this stuff all the time. And, you know, whether it's good or bad, what have you. But, uh, but, but, I mean, if anything, uh, the argument is that the Jewish community has been very successful. I mean, when you see what a minority of a minority they are, you compare them to, to the black minority or Hispanic minority, and to have such a small group of people be so successful, to sit there and be brilliant enough to realize, no, this idea of this uh, moving picture thing of, of, the, of, the Zoa, of the zoetrope back in the day, you know what, there could be a future here, and we could actually uh, tell stories and, and put our messages in. I mean, it's like, it's hey, it's... It's media, it's it's propaganda, whatever. I mean, whatever you want to look at it, they saw things ahead of time. And I mean, you know, I mean, if anything, it's smart decisions, right? You can argue that. Why is it that they're so defensive to hide in the shadows and then cancel people so violently, in essence, or, or at least abruptly? Because uh, your secrecy is an enormous percentage part of their power. Because if you don't know where, why, what, it, it's always going to come focus at. And this is where Nazi Germany, they were going, it's the Jews, the Jews did it, you know, damn Jews, you know, that kind of stuff. And I'm like, they don't care. You know, that, that, that doesn't even enter into it. Then you're, then you're collectivizing right. blame or something. That, you know, but if all the guys running, ruling the planet happen to be Jewish, you're going, okay, you know, there's that. But I don't care. You know, that's not the point. That doesn't mean all Jews or all black, all whites, all whatever. That's just a lazy way of working, looking at it. Agreed. And so I look at it and I go, they, them, those. The ones that aren't leaving me alone. Who are they? Don't know, don't care. But when you find them, they're not. You recognize them by their fruits. And they're not leaving you alone. And they are lying, cheating, stealing, whatever. And, well, who's they, Ernie? The ones that won't leave me alone. You know, I, I'm not checking whether they're circumcised or not. I don't care. You know, it doesn't make any difference to me. So this is a whole big, um, is it true? Is it, you know, a higher proportion of it? Well, you know, no more than bankers. 
Oh, they're all Jewish. Well, whatever. You know, it's their interest aligned, and then they're going to create a cabal. They're going to create a group. They're going to create a support structure. They're going to. So, what a lot of people have. Hey, um, if I convert to Judaism and change my name, can I be in the, you know, um, I get rich crowd? You know, guys, okay, I'll do that. I mean, you know, it's just doesn't matter. It's they, them, those. So that's why I'm. I, I mean, I just don't understand why it's such a big deal to make it secret. Because if you push in, because the it's status, a secret. You're kind you're of. adding <laughs> you're adding to the stereotype of a cabal. I mean, you're literally just creating the thing that you claim. And is, I mean, they don't care. <laughs> you know, this is I'm telling you, it's just a, how it's done. This is when yeah. you, when you saw you see Bill Clinton and all the captains of industry. And any and everybody they can get to go be their you know grand new world order uh, world economic forum junior achievement people, and then you have uh, Bilderberg and I know the secret handshake, and then you got the Jewish banking of the blah 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 blah. You put all that together, and um, you got a overlapping Venn diagram of common interest of the people are sheep. You know, we're not here to serve the rights of the individual. We're here to protect the nation state. You know, you know, America and her interests, whatever the heck that is. So this, see, that's why I'm always going, America's interest was freedom for the people. You know, you want to be freedom for somebody else or people around the world, be a good example here. You know, that's, you want to, you want to be a light under the world, be a light, you freaking scumbags. So this is not where it's going. It, 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 because they always overreach. They because they do because they need to. They have to. They have to. The big lie and uh, you know saying, well, the Jews are so what propagandist. You know where do you think they learned it with film and propaganda? Nazi Germany. It was used against them, or maybe they did it against them to have it to be against them so they could have somebody against them. But you know this is fourteen hundred level chess of I don't care. You know, I, that's why, as I did the <coughs> deep dive on a lot of this stuff, because if you want to see the machine in order, look at election law. You look at what they do with elections. How, that was where I dipped my toe, and, man, I got sucked in the rabbit hole on that real quick. And it, and then I didn't understand how they got away with a lot of this stuff. They do compartmentalization and so on and just corrupt people making money. But I go, somebody has to know. Well, there was a kind of this, you know, blind eye moral defense from the Republicans, and you'd be amazed at what was the justification in their minds that get a, let them get away. Well, at least we save one life, kind of thing. It was election fraud for Republicans, backed up by a lot of the Catholic money, Catholic services, Catholic social service. Catholic gets, you know, they were like a, you know, the the domestic other side of the Jewish going to Israel thing, you know? And I'm going, what the crap? It was abortion. If we could, you know, twist the election a little bit to elect more pro-life Republicans, then, you know, that's okay. You know, God won't smite us, you know, if we do a little election fraud to save the babies. And I saw that a lot. That was, it was a, it was a, an election fraud thing in the name of, pro-life kind of let it slide a little bit so i kind of got that feeling a lot and i'm like wow well if they're doing it 
Well, everybody else doing it. You know, it's like if you can create a fraud, if you can create, you know, you got in the county recorder of the election counting of the legislator of do the little mail-in voting of the whatever the hell thing, well, then it's up for bid, you know? You got a bunch of, you know, uh, women in Atlanta, Georgia going, yep, um, it costs this much. I mean, you know, that kind of thing. So I've seen enough of it to see, yep, it's all manipulating controlled. Why? Because that's where the power is. You want to find where the money goes, look for where the power is. The power to put people in the office. The power of people in office to enact different tax regulations, statutes, laws, you know, national um, uh, non-compete tariffs with whatever company or country of who gives a crap. It's the power. You see the power to make these kinds of changes. I guarantee the money goes there to control the power. Okay? It, this is, it, it's just the way it, government works. It's the way collectivism works, centralization of power works. This is so expected. FDA, CDC, who, the pharma, big bombs for big, you know, military industrial complex, big information, big tech, and surveillance of whatever the Eleutheromania, the insatiable desire for freedom. It's the new three-song heavy metal EP from Captain Kickass. Available now on your favorite music app or get it directly from CaptainKickass.com. Welcome to Declare Your Independence on the Free Talk Live Network. It's time for Declare Your Independence with Ernest Hancock. Believe me when I say we have a difficult time ahead of us. But if we are to be prepared for it, we must first shed our fear of it. I stand here without fear because I remember. I remember that I am here not because of the path that lies before me, but because of the path that lies behind me. I remember that for 100 years we have fought these machines. And after a century of war, I remember that which matters most. We are still here! Tonight, let us make them remember. We are not and declare your independence on the Free Talk Live Network on Genesis. We're continuing our conversation that was just done, recorded on November 16th, this last Thursday, with Dr. Frank Tambury, the Trump report that we've been doing for, God, over eight years. And there is a lot to be gleaned from our conversation on the culture aspect of what's happening worldwide. And we continue. It's the power. You see the power to make these kinds of changes. I guarantee the money goes there to control the power. Okay? It, this is, it, it's just the way it, government works. It's the way 
Collectivism works. Centralization of power works. This is so expected. FDA, CDC, who, the pharma, big bombs for big, you know, military-industrial complex, big information, big tech of surveillance of whatever the crap. Oh, oh, they have, it's called AI PIN. AI pin. This is it's a com badge. Okay, you wear it just like a com badge on Star Trek. Oh jeez! And you interface with it. it. Has cameras, microphones. You are a walking surveillance camera, and you have that thing on. Oh no, we it, it flashes when it's on. So for transparency and pri- Oh shut up! You know. So it's interfacing with who? OpenAI, Google, Microsoft. You know all the big tech people and. Brought to you by T-Mobile, okay? So this badge, we put it up yesterday, or day before, I can't remember. But just looking, look for uh, AI PIN, P-I-N. You know, it's a PIN that you put on. Mm-hmm. It's a com badge. And it's you have interface with ChatGP473, whichever one winds up being. You go up and you say, hey, you know... Um, I want to, you know, you tap it just like you do a com badge. You tap it and go, I want to know this about that and where. And, oh, you know, what was that gate code that my friend, what you call it, gave me, you know, in a text message, you know, whenever. And they go through all your social media, all your text, all your email, all your pictures, everything to get you the information that anything that you ever digitized on yourself. Everything. In addition to the whole Internet. So this is, and then you neuralink that into that, and you're screwed. Hell, you don't even need the. I, mean, it, I, I could even see. I know a lot of people follow the Bible. I mean, it's another iteration of the mark of the beast. Because once this thing, of course, is tied into your to your digital wallet, and then you're going to need it for passcodes or to go to yep. the airport. Your com badge, everything's going to be centralized. I mean, at what point? Why? Thank where you, is your man. com badge, Ernie? Ernie, uh, you're not properly dressed. Where is your com badge? Everyone walking around at Walmart, right, 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 right. in their little thing. How now, far away is that? Oh, no, this is so, it was so creepy because the two people yeah. that did it, it was probably, oh, late 40s, 50-year-old uh, uh, black man, and then um, uh, probably about a 40-year-old uh, blonde woman, and they were the ones doing the presentation. And it was so, I thought they were AI themselves. You know, they were like, and you do this. Oh, I want that. Love the, love. <laughs> yeah, I we're so we're so excited, you know. Everybody getting <laughs> and jump up and down, you know. So I was just like, wow. It, it, it's it's the same mentality. The people that were designing the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park. Well, you just splice this gene and put the frog in there, and you know, it's just right, right, right. That's all. Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah. Okay. So right. so this was, and it was a good 10, 12 minute presentation, and my jaw was dropping like every ten <laughs> seconds. I was like, how did you keep your mouth shut that whole time? Holy crap. Now, to the point I was drooling, I was like, what the crap? It's called uh, AI pen. Go watch the demo. Scare the living crap. Yeah, I will. You know, if I, I'd, I'd put some of it up here. Put that on Freedom's Phoenix. Put it on Freedom's Phoenix. It was. Oh, it was. That was top story like a day or two ago. I watched that. I'm like, what the crap is this? AI pen. Here, I'll show everybody. Go like this. I go up here in the search, and I go AI pen. Humane launches. Yeah, they call it H-U-M-A-N-E. Human. It's humane. Yeah, we're humane. So 
Humane launches new pen, San Francisco, of course, you know, that they just cleaned up for President G coming, by the way. All right, let's see. Uh, Today, Humane Inc. fully unveils AI Pen, the first wearable device and software platform built to harness the full power of artificial intelligence. AI Pen marks a new beginning for personal computer consumer technology, offering users the ability to take AI with them everywhere in an entirely new conversational and screenless form factor ai pen will be available to order in the u.s november 16th starting at 699 dollars for the complete system and it's like 24.99 25 bucks a month if a t-mobile and boom you're in you're done it's ready and i'm going what the crap now the screen you know i want to know what i don't have to hear it it has a laser on the front of it, you hold up your palm, and it projects the image of time and temperature and weather and message, all that stuff on your hand, okay? To change channel, you, like, close your hand, tap your fingers. Where I'm, I'm like, woo! Star Trek well, that, 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 well, wait, wait, wait. That, that is cool. And you have to understand, too, I think this is, I think they had to go back. It's kind of like when they jumped to New Coke, you know, Coke to New Coke, and they pushed it too fast. You got to pull back. I think you know the system was saying, "Oh, well, we can do uh, like like the the embedded technology." Remember, people were some of these idiots were first in line to have little chips put in their body, you know, so 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 that way they could you know they can go through the security door a little bit quicker, yeah. and that kind of backfired because America hasn't been that brainwashed yet. No, then, but course, that was all Google, conditioning then, then, for this. Then, wait, wait, then yeah, then they have Google Glass with the glasses, and that was a bomb. So it's almost like they're trying to find a way to get us to the Borg. But it was just they were jumping a little too fast. And this little badge of the Apple Watch is another one. So they're kind of segueing. So this is kind of a cool little intermediary. Uh, it's like putting uh, uh, an uh, Apple yeah. Watch on your lapel. That's what it is. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's but just one step closer. It has a lot of cool stuff. And these are the guys that did it. You know, this is a couple that, you know, they, you know, demoed it and they had the freaking spontaneity and charisma of a loaf of bread. You know, but the. <laughs> What the thing that they did is uh, they worked at design or engineering for Apple, so they went from Apple to this. So they're Apple right. people, which you know could be offshoot of they them those Apple version. Of it sounds like product. what an Apple product would it be if Steve Jobs is still around? I mean, right, 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 right. This is this is something that you would expect Steve Jobs to be pepping from the right. whatever. It's a combination of iPhone, iPad, i everything you know in your you know. Blazing a laser in your eye from your friend across the table, you know. So this they, they, is they should call it the, the I Kirk. It's right out of Star Trek. I Kirk. Yeah. Oh. Oh. See now you're thinking. You know. So this is it's a pen, and then you, it, it, it transmits. You know your text. It's like you're reading your phone. You're holding your hand up with your phone anyway. You might as well just have it go on your hand. Right. <laughs> your screen I'm is your hand. Right you know this yeah. is this is yeah. I've. Oh man, I tell you, it's a thing. It's a thing. But it's so convenient, Ernie. All right, what, what else do you got? I want to just jump back a little bit with this, but go ahead. Anything else about how the world is uh, is uh, getting better? Yeah. Uh, no. The um. So, so here, well, let me go through this one. Um, uh, one of the big things that a lot of people aren't seeing is that the U.S. government um, 
doing their treasury bills and bonds and debt, you know, and getting trying to China to buy up more and while they're selling everything and they put nobody will buy them and then the Fed just prints more money and just puts it on their balance sheet of whatever. You know, it's man, this is a good deal if you can get it. You're a company that prints paper that you give to, you know, the US government, here's some money that we just printed for you and you get six percent for doing it. And I'm like Wow, that's a good gig if you can get it, you know? And I'm I'm damn and you know who's gonna be on your side to keep doing that gig? The Israel lobby, why? Because then they get a bunch of it too. Yeah, you know, I'm telling you, it is all geared against the future citizens, residents, people of America and the planet. I mean, this is amazing. You know, and then there's always Karen Katowski always has a really good article about you know, the government cowards, a government of cowards, and she, you know, articulates that well. All right. Then we have Z coming here. Now who's going to go? Oh, Elon Musk is going to go show press some flesh and, you know, be all buds and everything. We'll see what happens there. Seamus Bruner's Controligarchs reveals Bill Gates' hidden agenda as he buys up U.S. farmland. You know, to do what? You know, to sell you crickets, you know, to control. This is all about control, control, control at every level of control. And where they can't entice you to do it, they're going to mandate make you. You're going to start seeing mandate, 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 mandate of everything. Bill Gates is spending money on huge swaths of land, threatening farms and investing in fake meats under the guise of saving the planet while actually inflating net worth and trying to seize monopoly on a vegan future. Okay? So some guy wrote a book. New York's Hunger Games. You know, you know, wait, 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 wait. Hey, Ernie. So I just wanted to share. This is a little tangential, but I had a patient the other day. Uh, I'm trying to keep this somewhat general, but um, yeah, I hear a lot from my patients, and uh, you know, God bless my guys. I mean, they're all older guys. You know, they have they tend to have some money. A lot of them are CEOs, so uh, you know, I, I get to you know hear very interesting stories and creative people. This gentleman was uh, under a lot of stress, and the stress is he's losing his company. His company was handed down a couple generations. And his, his kids, I guess, are not able to do this because of all the government regulation problems. So this company is, uh, they, make, uh, they make boxes. I'll try to keep it generic, but you know, they, they make cardboard boxes. You know, they kind of use, they have to get cardboard and then they, they formulate it and they, they sell it to different places. And there's like, there's like a bunch of companies out there, but they're getting fewer and fewer. And he said the stress is that uh, all the regulations uh, over all the trees, all the green energy stuff. So of course they they have to they they put all these all these different regs and they said during the quarantine they there was a, an abundance for for the first time and then afterwards and now all of a sudden there's there's not enough and now they're giving you quotas and of course they're only giving the the full orders to the larger companies and all the smaller companies they basically have to just get the leftovers and whatever that they want to give them and these companies that are deciding you know companies that for a long time have controlled this distribution of where this wood goes again coming from all the green energy uh, so now all of a sudden these 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 smaller mom and pop companies they they, they now are saying well you know what uh this month we can only get you 80 percent of what of what your normal order is and next time maybe it's 60 percent next time oh we're doing a little better we'll get you 90 percent 
The problem is how do you keep a company going and fulfill the orders that you're having contracts with if your supplier just kind of randomly, oh, well, this time and this time they keep changing it up while at the same time, this time it's only 80 percent. But you know what? They are nice because when they say we can only give you, you know, 80 percent of what your normal order is. But you know what comes along with the 80 percent order? Another uh, 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 um, uh, what do you call it? Another request to buy their company. So they're constantly right at the same time. And and all the, and you try to fight it, but like the handwriting's on the wall. What do you do? And now the problem is, and this is what's going on. It's going to happen with real estate as well. Um, just real quick, I've said on your show six years ago. I I predicted. I haven't heard even Peter Schiff and I'll talk about it, but it's coming out right now. It's amazing. They're calling it the silver. What is it? The silver rush, which is what I said on your show. Is I'm waiting for when. All the baby boomers that bought all their homes in 2008 and what have you, and they thought it would be an ATM machine, when all these older people, all at once, the baby boomers, have to dump their homes at the same time because the homes you know, did not inflate as much as they thought. They thought they would, they would outrun it and it would and go up in time. Interest rates in, went up, and, and then inflation, they, have, they can't afford it. You know, right, they can't afford it. And to keep in mind, they're older. They're having health issues. They can't climb up and down the steps the way that they used to. They can't do the backyard with the grass. And so a lot of them thought they would outlast the economy until it turned around and their house would go back up in value and then they can sell and have their retirement money. Well, they're not having the retirement money because it's like the house is maybe broke even and they can't even stay in the house. But now all these homes at once are going to start getting dumped at the same time. I've said that on your show a long time ago. And now my, my, my wife said she heard some, some podcaster actually start referencing it. They're calling it the silver rush because all the silver hairs all start so- selling their homes. But what goes on, though, it's a little bit like white flight, right? Where, if, you know, unfortunately, the black person first family moves in the, in the neighborhood. You know, everyone's trying to be uh, polite. But if people get nervous about it, you know, the, the first family that leaves tries to leave and get the highest price for the house. Because if you're the last one holding the bag, then your house loses the most value. So therefore, it's sort of like everyone's like watching each other to see who's going to uh, flinch first. And then you see the rush, right? Well, anyway, that's what's going on now with these companies. And this gentleman was telling me the same thing that, you know, all the people in these in this business, in his business are trying to hold on to the companies, but they can see the handwriting on the wall with all these restrictions and the green stuff. And a lot of it, depending on who who's president next year, not that Ernie cares, they're trying to okay. see is this country really is this country really going to turn around like have a and I don't mean just because one person's president. All right, let's not get into that. It's just it, the, the, the people themselves. Is this change coming, whatever that entails? Or are we just looking another 10, 20, 30 years of, quote, darkness as, uh, you know, they, them, those takes over? And so a lot of this is uh, these decisions on whether the cell is, for some of these people, is on the election. But the thing is, is, is that the first company that sells gets the highest amount for their company when they sell out to these conglomerates. Uh, and then everyone else gets diminishing returns. So it's kind of like this, uh, you know, they're trying a not race to, make to sell their business. Good, but it's a race to the bottom, right? Now, anyway, no, I, it's just what you're talking about. But this is the business cycle. This is how it works. When they talk about the business cycle, this is what they're talking about. They have you know manipulation of interest rates and money and regulation and all that. You know, there's a cycle that they can glean from us, and the only way that you can bypass this whole freaking thing is to not play. It's like war games, you know, Matthew Broderick, you know, decades ago where, you know, 
the supercomputer kind of went off on its own wanting to launch missiles like it was playing a game and it taught it tic-tac-toe so that it would realize that there is no win, you know? If you, you can play tic-tac-toe all day long and nobody wins unless somebody makes a mistake. But he goes, the and the realization of the computer was what, Frank? The, what's that? The, of the computer? Yeah. Remember when it took tic-tac-toe and it learned you can't win? So with the nuclear war oh, game? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah the, the name of the computer, I think it was uh, not, not Jason. It was named after his kid. Uh, I think that was his password or something. But but what yeah. what happened was is the computer goes, all right, let's let's play let's play some chess. Let's do something something else that you know is a little bit more challenging. Because mm-hmm. the realization of the computer, it stopped from launching its missiles because it goes, it's a no win game. You can't no way win. To win right? There's no way to win. No win scenario. You know, so he's like, you know, so it's no fun anymore. I don't want to play. You know, and that's you know with seconds to go. Don't don't don't. Yeah, I, 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 if you guys, you youngs, haven't seen it. The famous line at the beginning when the computer, after he gets bored of tic tac toe, it says, "Would you like to play a friendly game of global thermonuclear war?" Right, <laughs> Matthew Broderick. Yeah, sure, that sounds fun. <laughs> and then he found out it was a real thing, and you know whatever. So that and you had a movie. All right, so let's go through a bunch of New York's Hunger Games governor is now collecting data from surveillance F what's going on is and this is like it's like it's news. You know, well, all the governments and everything they're collecting data, you know, illegally surveilling and searching and getting all this data on Americans, but it's okay because they're getting it from Facebook. You know, they're getting it from big tech. They're getting it from private sources. They're getting it from third parties. They're getting it from other governments. You know, they're getting it from TikTok. I mean, you know, whatever the heck it is. And then, you know, let's just let's just put a com badge on everybody to where they can hear and see everything and it's not in their pocket. We got to get that cell phone out of their pocket. If we get it out of their pocket, then we really know something. And you want to know how you? we know? I mean, we know, we know Pokemon Go. Pokemon Go, when they did that, there was everybody going around with their phone trying to capture what they had their phone out of their pocket, looking, going, surveilling, and they would put these little ghosts in sensitive areas. You know, it's not like the nuclear power, Palo Verde nuclear power plant. They had to ban smartphones. The guys were going around chasing Pokemons in the reactor or something. You know, I'm like, really? 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 You know, so this is just everywhere. All kinds of manufacturing, you know, warehouses. Right? They've got people out there chasing freaking, you know, goblins. I, 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 This is just so stupid. So, but what'd they learn? They get it out of your pocket. They can do a bunch of stuff. Boeing expands missile factory to support America's endless wars. All right, we're you know we got we got some more deal with here. You know we got got to have got to have a war so we can make a bunch of missiles. So we got Raytheon and um, uh, the big missile. Factory. I don't know who they are now. They used to be Hughes Missile Systems, and I think they went Raytheon down in Tucson. We have friends that work down there and stuff. You know, even libertarians, you know, rocket scientists and stuff, and they're down there making machines. Uh, death of death, death to death to to somebody. You know, we got the thing for doing death to to whoever this will you want to kill. You know, so they're all these drones and they're just spending gazillions of dollars. This is just then the to avert a shutdown of government, the House passes a funding bill. Okay, we we'll avert it 
one more time. Just, 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 just this time. I, normally I wouldn't do this, but since I just took over from McCarthy, we're going to do the same thing. So you put in Johnson, what's his face, and what do they do? Extend government again. You know, more than more same crap. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll fix it next time. You know, what one more one more time into the breach. I I shut up. Uh, so who doesn't want it shut down? Military machine. You know, pharma, Israeli lobby. You know, so they don't want to get Zelenskyed. They don't want, you know, kind of, oh, we, we can't do it anymore. We can't afford it. Zelensky, Zelensky's out. So what does Zelensky do? He sees the writing on the wall. So he gets, a, you know, yeah, we're we're on your side, Israel. Yeah, heck yeah. You know, we're, we want. Well, to assemble, Zelensky should uh, change religion, become Jewish. That would be easier. Boom. And then you get the. That, yeah, that, boom. That's good I did. All right, let's see. And then the consumer price index, you know, it, it's up, it's down, it's up, it's down. It's, I don't believe a freaking thing these guys say. Don't care. Propagandy, propagandy. If you want to fool the folks, it comes in handy. If you want to tell some lies, pull the wool over their eyes. The Shire Free Church offers a sanctuary to those seeking an escape from state churches. The Shire Free Church is an interfaith, diverse group of people that may not share identical theological beliefs. As a member in or minister of the Shire Free Church, you are a sovereign individual and may be the faith of your choice. We don't claim to have all of the answers. We are open to all peaceful people. We want to learn from each other. What unifies the Shire Free Church and its diverse members is peace, love, and liberty. There are many paths to God, one for every individual. The Shire Free Church does not define a specific path beyond these parameters that must be your foundation. Peace as your way. Love as your guide. And liberty as your light. Learn more at church.shiresociety.com. That's church.shiresociety.com. Roads? It's the Ernest Hancock Show. Where we're going, there aren't any roads. Uncovering the secrets and exposing the lies. That's what readers of freemasphoenix.com get every day. Readers of freemasphoenix.com are constantly provided the information that detail the real news between the lines of propaganda about government policies and the true relationship we all have with coercive governments. Learn the true condition of our economy, innovations and technological breakthroughs in energy, health, computer science, and space travel. Learn the truth well before it's admitted to in the lamestream media, the media that is so last century. Corporate media has evolved into nothing more than distributors of government propaganda. But we now have a fantastic alternative. FreedomsPhoenix.com provides constant news updates on the issues that affect our lives in the most important ways. Our liberty and our property are under constant attack. And FreedomsPhoenix.com provides an understanding behind the propaganda while encouraging the participation of our readers. Join us at FreedomsPhoenix.com. That's Freedoms with an S, Phoenix.com. FreedomsPhoenix.com, where the revolution between the ears is already matured. Welcome back to Declare Your Independence with me, Ernest Hancock, here on the Free Talk Live Network on Genesis. We're continuing our conversation with Dr. Frank Tambury, The Trump Report, from November 16th, 2023, just a few days ago, and before Javier Millet won the presidency in Argentina as an anarcho-capitalist, an anarchist saying, nope, we don't need new government. We'll see where that's going. And a lot of the reasons why... We discuss. It's a cultural revolution going on around the world. 
consumer price index. It, it's up, it's down, it's up, it's down. It's, I, I don't believe a freaking thing these guys say. Don't care. Then you have this Ray Epps deal. Ray Epps is from here in Arizona. In fact, his home in Queen Creek or whatever in East Valley, uh, right when this was going on or right after you know, January 6th or whatever, we had gone to my son's wife's brother was getting, so what is that? You know, uh, uh, brother-in-law twice removed or something. But anyway, so my son's wife's brother was getting married, and the wedding was at Ray Epps' home because he had like a wedding um, farm, like where we were up on at Sunburst Farms, our home up there. He had like a big, you know, home there, and it was set up for doing weddings. So he's making bank on that. Well, when they showed his home on 60 Minutes, whatever they were doing, my daughter Rhea recognized it. She goes, that's where we had the wedding. And I go, oh, yeah. Oh, that's so that's his. Okay. All right. So at least we knew where he lived. You know, I guess a lot of other people did too. So they moved in an RV. Or well, something. you know, I, I meant to ask you about that. I mean, I, it's funny. It's never come up on the show. I mean, I've I've never met him. I have no idea of the guys except for, you know, seeing him on the news. Ernie's been to his but, house. But, 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 so wait, say wait, but his that, GPS on his phone. <laughs> right. Right. But the point is, is that since he's from Arizona and definitely Freedom's Phoenix is kind of, you know, tied into a lot in the just the activist community and there's different groups mind you but did you ever aside from this wedding thing you're talking about have you ever ever heard his name in any circles or about act no freedom's phoenix or anything i've never even heard anything about no but i remember when the january 6th thing that you know fed 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 thing came out pretty early You know, that was, I'm like, yeah, that's, you know, I, I vote. Yeah, 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 yeah. You because know, we have a game. <laughs> Probably why we have it. You yeah. go to well, all these anything, festivals. I mean, if he was, you'd think he would have poked his head around our area. Right, right. You know? Well, he did. He was down exactly. at the state capitol. He was, you know, this baked Alaska guy. He was surveilling. Whatever. Yeah. You know, the thing is, is that you're around long enough, you, you start to be able to play this game. Where a lot of the activists and everything, it's called Spot the Fed. Okay? Who's the Fed? Hey, man, because you know, we all know each other pretty well. You know, it'd be kind of hard to, you know, unless they got arrested and they want to turn them into an informant or whatever. But we're sitting around and, uh, you know, who you betting on? Oh, definitely that guy. <laughs> so Ray Epps would win, hands down. You know I mean, you know, it's, so it's spot the Fed. So now with a lot of pressure from what's her name? Was it Laura Logan or something? She's doing like a multi. She just did a second part. Uh, of a multi-part series on why Ray Epps isn't arrested. What, what's so special about Ray? So this is, you know, it's it's that'll finally come out someday, sometime. Don't care, don't care, doesn't matter, don't care. Then, well, you, well, you know, you know, you know, you know what? Mel Gibson should do conspiracy theory part two. No, and add all these in. That'd be no, awesome. That'd be, that'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. <laughs> that would be awesome. They definitely see. That's why Mel Gibson and Tom Cruise and and a lot of these guys. They they make their own movies just to get out, just to do it. You know, yeah. you know Hollywood isn't going to you know subsidize Passion of the Christ. I mean, you know that that just ain't happen. Okay, so then we have um, Nikki. Wait, 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 oh, wait, wait. You know, I, 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 when I unleashed, I got a bunch of this stuff. But since you just commented on that about Hollywood won't, I was at the movies the other day uh, seeing a, a Japanese import movie with my daughter, and we're walking out and looking at the movies. And it's funny because most of all the movies playing at the Harkins Theater now. You don't even recognize, you know, because the whole Hollywood system's dead. And there was one movie, and it's called something called Journey to Bethlehem. And it's clearly, you know, it's a religious movie coming out this time of year. 
And it was just playing in one theater. And I'm thinking, yeah, my wife and I were wondering the deal. We assumed it was Angel Studios or another one of these religious, you know, uh, independent movies. Turns out it's not. It's actually Sony Pictures. Sony put out a full-on religious Bethlehem movie. And, I, and, and it looks like maybe mainstream is starting to. And this is kind of my theme when, I, when, 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 it, when it's my turn here about I feel like we're turning a corner in a much larger way where if nothing else for money, they're like, look, superhero movies are not making money. They're all losing money. Oh, but God, Sound of Freedom and all these so, genius yeah. movies are you know, making and, money. That Disney is going to do what? They had, Disney has a movie. The only time they ever play it's a kid's family movie. They'll play it at 2 o'clock in the morning on the Disney Channel, literally, okay, called Johnny Rebel. It was about a 13, 14-year-old kid during the American Revolution and the role that he played and whatever. So this used to be, you know, like a 50s, 60s-something, you know, Disney, Johnny Rebel, Merca, 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 okay? Well, that are they going to do, Disney's going to come out with Johnny Rebel 2, Johnny Rebel 3D, Johnny Rebel, do I trust them? Hell no, because there's always some sub theme in there that's yeah but fear uncertainty and doubt in this thing you know do we really need the second amendment after the it's always some bs now so i don't trust any of these guys and they'll go it'll be bethlehem christ and the greatest super effects of jesus jesus the superhero i get it but you know if they do it wrong if they put in little messages if all of a sudden jesus or or joseph turns out he's like bisexual and he's got pronouns if they start putting all that stuff in their movie eventually well guess what it will bomb eventually plenty of competition that will take over which is what's happening but not it's after five years of building up credibility to be in the family family you can trust us now and then and ah, they screw you again Okay, it cycles wherever the power is, wherever the eyeballs and ears are, wherever. And if they lose them, they'll build it back up. It'll be bud not so light for a while until, you know, they bring in the drag queen again. I mean, you know, it's just I don't trust them because you're right. They will operate what they perceive to be their self-interest. And man, we're losing money. We got to make the money again. What's the formula for us to make money? And then they'll do it. And then, and then once they got your eyeballs and here's another generation of heroes, ah, 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 then they'll screw you. Yeah, again. but Ernie, it doesn't. Of all people, you should see the difference. It doesn't work anymore. It's been blown apart because of of, of the internet. The fact that right. you know, Candace Owens will get in all this. Right. You don't need Fox News. You go to Daily Wire, and if Daily Wire is all of a sudden going to cancel you, then you can go to Tucker's show, which is where she's probably going to go. And if that doesn't work, you have your own your own stream, like like Megyn Kelly is. And the same thing with movies. Russell There's Brand goes like on Iron about this Sky. a lot. Iron Sky, as you said, is like the, those that's like the why I'm in support of that. Bow. And what did Russell so, Brand do? He's coming out the decentralization of information and the internet kind of, well, we're over here on Rumble. Well, they're coming after that, too. Okay? It has to be people to people, peer to peer. That's why I did a show with John Snyzen. It's called OuterNet. O-U-T-E-R-R dot net. That is, and we I tested it with them, transferring. It's kind of an IPFS thing, you know. But the more you have of this, where you can have live video chat that goes direct peer-to-peer that you can't stop, censor, record, okay? And I'm like, cool, you know, you get this all done, I'll move to that. This, It's all coming, okay? I get it. But there's a mentality there's a there's a mechanism there's a desire there's an intent once you realize what their intent is they're going to do it 
One way or another, they're doing it. And I know why. Because cause, cause they can. And they will do it until they can't. And the only way that they can't is you physically stop them or you just turn your back. You just go, nope, you're not meeting the minimum requirement of, you know, not being my buyer. Let me finish. And then you can go, scoop. Nikki Haley and Jamie Dimon hold private convos on the economy. When I got Jamie Dimon, you know, J.P. Morgan CEO, endorsing Nikki Haley, uh, guess who I know is a bad guy, okay? <laughs> so, you know, I'm like, oh, next. Man. You know, what she was a warmonger and wants to blow up everything anyway. Crypto, this is a good headline. This tells you everything. This is from Vice of, you know, all places. Crypto crashed and everyone's in jail. Investors think it's coming back anyway, okay? Because that's what they do. They manipulate the price, and they do everything they can to do that, like ETFs and bringing in, turning crypto into paper, like they did gold and silver and futures contracts of ETL crap, okay? So they're doing the same thing with crypto. Why? Because it's the same kind of threat that precious metals is. So they have to turn it into paper. And... They put any and everybody that knows that and are doing something else or making it more anonymous or private or have an exchange where they put them all in jail. Okay? This is what they did with Ian uh, Freeman, owner of LRN, the network we're on, you know, Free Talk Live network across the planet, of which, you know, they carved it. I took Mondays. So I'm on, you know, Free Talk Live Network on Genesis. So we have a Genesis show every Monday. You know, I'll take the best of whatever from the week, and I'll create a nice little package with all the commercial and the rejoining breaks and music and make it pretty. takes me about four hours to do it. Now, I bring that together. Boom. That goes out on Mondays, okay? A hundred, however many freaking affiliates that they had because they wanted to maintain that. So this is going to be the push against any and everybody challenging them shoehorning the bank monetary system into crypto. And it's going to be anything other than their central bank digital currency or approved exchanges with ETFs of Bitcoin of whatever. That right there, they're going to support that like you wouldn't believe as long as they are compliers. Anybody that doesn't comply, we're going to freaking arrest your butt and take your crap which is what's going on. So this is just another one of the up and down, up and down, up and down. So what is crypto going to do? I don't know. If they, them, those can come after it, they are. This is a perfect example of it. So I need a crypto that doesn't care. I don't care. You got to do what you want. It's people's money. We're out doing whatever, which there's a bunch coming up. So I'm just like, yeah, in the long run, we're all, freedom's always a threat. Freedom's the answer, what's the question? You know, but that's, it's not like we don't have a headwind, okay? Nikki Strangeglove, how I learned to stop worrying and love the bomb. So it's all about Nikki wanting to be, just go to war. Um, there's a, What we're not hearing a lot about, and, and as interesting as hell to me, is that there are 53rd attack on U.S. troops in the Middle East. Now, there are about 10, I didn't know this until I did this show about pipelines with this one author, her name was Charlotte um, Denick, something like that. 
She wrote a book, Pipelines, and uh, that was an interesting show. That was one I sent to the Genesis Network because what it was about, that and uh, Christina Tobin doing the presidential uh, third-party independent debates with um, Jimmy Dore. You know, and that was that you know, was a good interview. So I combined those two and put those up. But the pipeline one was about all the pipelines since World War Two, since World War One. You know, this whole thing, and they got pipelines going across the desert above ground. Oh yeah, that's safe. And it's like Lawrence of Arabia just blows up rail lines, and you know, and your Ottoman Empire doesn't get to go around. So I'm going, how stupid is this? So they have to get warlords to protect it. That's what you know, Afghanistan and working with the Taliban. But you get some people, they don't care. You know, I blow up your pipeline anyway. Well, you would, you miss out all this money. Don't care. Don't care. You guys all suck. You don't care. So. How they were protecting these pipelines and what kind of negotiations they got. And you got China and their Silk Belt Road, whatever the hell thing. So I'm going, this is a bunch of countries, or is it countries? Is it just they, them, those? Is it uh, corporations? Is it, is it, it's all the same thing. Say them, those won't leave me alone. So they want to have from the uh, Indian Ocean all the way to the Mediterranean, basically. Caspian Sea's in there. They get to Odessa. They get you know you know the Black Sea. They get blah 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 blah. They went from the Indian Ocean into Europe. That's what's going on. And wherever they put these pipelines, that's what's going to happen. And what she's was saying is she goes throughout the decades, generations. That's what this all these wars, all these flashpoints, all this manipulation, all this social and economic engineering is around that. The flow of energy. Nordstrom, boom, can't be getting it from Russia. You know, he blew up his own pipeline, you know, so saith the CIA. So I just, ugh. but what are you not hearing? All these attacks, I'm looking, there's at least 10 military, U.S. military bases in Syria. Oh, they got rocketed. You think? You know, I just, this they're guaranteeing us get because what's Syria? Supported by Russia. They're just trying to egg them on. Egg them on, egg them on, egg them on, egg them on. You know, this is... And then, here we hear, fear, uncertainty, and doubt. All the J6... They got more J6 attendees that they the FBI's got to kick indoors. Oh, and you too! Boom! And your little dog! <laughs> you know? <coughs> so this is just going to keep on going. Let's see. Then I know Frank is going to want to go on about the Marvels and, you know, Brie Larson and the trashing. But oh, no. There, the, there, there, there's something about that. Oh, that is it's the number one movie. Bigger than you, no, it's the number one movie. Number one. Ernie, no, Ernie, no, wait, wait, let me Ernie, finish. Wait. Let me finish. It's the, number, it, it's the number one movie directed <laughs> by a black woman. Okay, but right. it's the worst of whatever. So we'll get into that. Hold on. You'll once you start. You'll well, I don't want to get into that. There's something else you're going to have. All right. Well, then you wait on that because I'll never I'll get. Make you wait. I'll never get I'll through this. All right. Um, <laughs> CBDC. Hell, here it comes. You know, it's going to be. Um, uh, you know, central bank digital currencies and get over it, and we'll see how that goes. Then. The globalist vision of the 15-minute cities. Now, these are going to be like little prison cities, and they definitely are planning here in Arizona. And where we're, you know, the, the other land that Donna's going to go look at now um, is a little bit further than the other one that we have, but it's really more and more 
more away from you know county headquarters i mean it's out the we're on the edge it's where the pavement ends i mean it's like i mean damn could we any get any further away and still be in the county do they really want to go out yes they do you are not allowed to be an example or to violate what they want which is this 15 minute city thing and it's not about 15-minute city hell. Well, we lived on our you know, two acres up in northwest Phoenix by Arrowhead. I had freaking within five minutes, I had Harbor Freight, Home Depot, Lowe's, and, you know, Walmart and everything I ever needed anyway. So I'm going, well, that was my 15-minute city. But, no, there's a 15-minute from you wall. You are, no, you may have everything you want. But you're not allowed to leave because you got everything you want. You know, you're not. So this 15-minute city isn't for convenience. It's for imprisonment. So I just FYI. So we're going to have that to fight here. Here it comes. Then we have the Mayorkas, which was the uh, secretary, uh, Department of Homeland Security secretary, that's been charged with, you know, uh, how come you're not protecting us from the immigrant invasion of blah, blah, blah. So Marjorie Taylor Greene puts them up for impeachment, and then you get eight Republicans joined with the Democrats that, no, no, he's fine, he's not. what. So there's something, little something, something going on behind the scenes there, which he outed, which was interesting. Thank you. And let's see. Oh, oh, all right, audience, here it goes. Okay, we're almost done. The QAnon shaman Jacob Chainsley, 35, files paperwork to run for Congress as a libertarian in Arizona. No, 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 no. No, Arizona? Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're going to have us some fun. So this is, you know, oh, with my J6 stuff and everything, of course, you know, we'll make sure we have them on the show, and that'll be fun. That'll be fun. That'll be fun. Okay. Uh, see, Iceland, they're going to get nailed. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, here's <coughs> an ex-porn star named Mia Sophie. No, Mia Califia. So maybe Frank will check her out. They have the same first name is girlfriend so ex-porn star mia is slammed after repeating her bizarre claim that bizarre claim bizarre because she said this just a short little tiktok it's making all over the world what she said was do they go to her do you feel that you're selling your body and selling and degrading the women of selling whatever and she goes you know doing uh, fans only pages is a lot less you know, it, uh, slavery oriented and selling your bo- body to the U.S. Army. She goes, man, you join the army. You want to talk about slave and every, you know, she goes, you know, I'd rather do porn than be in the army. Well, they ain't like that. None too much. You know, nope, you're not allowed to say that. So anyway, that's the highlights of, but you can see, you know, from me doing what am, what's at the top. What am I most interested in? Musk confirms license Starship to launch Friday. woo And all the other stuff can suck it. I don't care. You know? All right, Donna, report back, baby. So she's on her way to look at some land. So this is um, uh, how I'm seeing the world. So we're doing it. We're ready to, you know, pounce on it. I didn't want to focus on the land. I, we we wanted to identify the valley, where we wanted to be. So we got that. Now, just let it go. I got it. So then I'm going, okay. This is I'm, for a lot of reasons right here. So then we start drilling down. All right, we want to do this. But then interest rates go up. You know, now, fortunately, we'll be able to probably just pay cash for it. It's not, you know, a gazillion dollars. We, you know, get the land. But 
the the deals and how we want to massage it and how you can cut it up and you know how many lots there and and whether you can do you know you have to have five acres per thing or an acre or twenty or what you know all this kind of stuff is in negotiation and pricing and whether you got water or this whatever so we're dealing with that but I wanted to wait until now we were ready to, doesn't matter because things are so fluid and so the reason the property is dropping in price here on land. Is because one, they want to limit, you know, about how you do your wells. The interest rates are going really high. Uh, the monthly payment of oh my god and whatever. So <clears throat> the pressure is going down. At the same time that crypto, you know, when we first got here, Bitcoin was twenty seven thousand. Now it's I don't know twenty five. I mean thirty five, thirty six thousand. So I I wait on that. So what happens? The land drops already, like at least thirty percent. that goes down. Assets go up here. I'm glad I didn't buy last August. You feel me? So this is, you can see it coming. But what are they going to do? As the land goes down, there will be some great, no low interest info goes to Vanguard, BlackRock, and buy some more land and property. They're going to come in with cash, printed up by, you know, Uncle Sam or Federal Reserve, and they're going to be buying up uh, pennies on the dollar, but stuff. I saw it happen before. It was called the savings and loan uh, crash in the late 80s. By the early 90s, they were selling pennies on the pennies on the dollar for big developments, golf courses, you know, uh, uh, commercial buildings. Right? And the commercial buildings, oh, I thought that was going to happen in uh, 09. That was the reason in 07 that I got my real estate license that, you know, I, I'm inactive. I, I just wanted to get it because I had six weeks between radio stations and nothing to do. So I did that, and I'm going, look. My forte is going to be all these commercial properties. I go, when this happens, I know where to buy. I know, you know, what is going to be a value in the future in the Valley of God. I had that confidence. What I didn't know is that the banks were just going to put it on the, the, the back burner on their books and sit over here. We're not playing with that. We're going to wait. Well, they can't wait anymore. And with all the WeWork um, bankruptcy, all this vacancy in property, all this lockdown, telecommuting of whatever the hell, they got enormous vacancies all over the country, the world, you know, certainly in this country. So now commercial real estate are turning malls into, you know, uh, assisted living for seniors or whatever, which is a good idea, I thought. But so this is what's coming. It's a crash and the banks aren't going to survive this without some money from you. And then there goes the the debt more, eh, you know, 30 trillion, 50 trillion, a quadrillion dollars. What's the difference? Pretty soon you're talking real money you can ignore. So this is happening. So what am I looking at? Man, I just want to be able to survive and thrive. I'm, I'll take care of it. I got communication. I got solar. We get the water. We have start building. And I got filling my time. Welcome to Declare Your Independence on the Free Talk Live Network. It's time for Declare Your Independence with Ernest Hancock. Believe me when I say we have a difficult time ahead of us. But if we are to be prepared for it, we must first shed our fear of it. 
I stand here without fear because I remember. I remember that I am here not because of the path that lies before me, but because of the path that lies behind me. I remember that for 100 years we have fought these machines. And after a century of war, I remember that which matters most. We are still here! Dear Undeclare, your independence on the Free Talk Live Network on Genesis. We're continuing our conversation that was just done, recorded on November 16th, this last Thursday, with Dr. Frank Tambury, the Trump report that we've been doing for, God, over eight years. And there is a lot to be gleaned from our conversation on the culture aspect of what's happening worldwide. And we continue is what's coming. It's a crash. And the banks aren't going to survive this without some money from you. And then there goes the the debt more, eh, you know, 30 trillion, 50 trillion, a quadrillion now, what's the difference? Pretty soon you're talking real money you can ignore. So this is happening. So what am I looking at? Man, I just want to be able to survive and thrive. On my, I'll take care of it. I got communication, I got solar, I get the water, we have start building, and I got filling my time. And what it reminds me of was what Reagan did after the 96 convention. They went in, <clears throat> this is when they you know, took his microphone, you, you're not allowed, and you can't be, and you're not, and then they selected Ford. So they get Ford, Gerald Ford, as a nominee. Ronald Reagan went up and gave some speech, and everybody in the hall was like, we, we did the wrong guy, this needs to be the guy. Because, man, that was awesome. So, And he was a governor of California. He was president of, of the Screen Actors Guild in the 50s, going up against communism, how they infiltrated you know, uh, Hollywood. And this, all this stuff that's happening now, they were warning back in the 50s. It was, it's a Marxist mechanism. It's a process by which they take over general public opinion. And it's a propagandized thing. And Reagan saw it. So then he becomes governor. And he goes, okay, I'm governor now. And he did whatever he was going to do there. When he wanted to run for president in 96, he got screwed, you know, by the Republican Party, a.k.a. same thing, Ron Paul, Trump, same kind of crap. So what did he do? He went to his ranch in California, got a chainsaw out, and just started working. Maybe just working the land, keeping in shape, keeping up on what's up, going to work. Did that for a couple years, just, you know, that you know, just keep myself busy. Then... Comes back, he starts running for it and with a totally different tactic and different people of kind of and bypassing la machine. And then he becomes president. So what am I looking? I'm thinking, yep, when this stuff all goes and it's getting bad, you, sometimes there's nothing you can do. It's just a timing thing. You just you just go, relax, grow your plants. Get your hugo gardens in, your irrigation system, the fencing, the kind of you put effort towards that, and then you see what happened. And I'll end on this. This is my mindset. We took a little trailer that my sons and I, when they were teenagers, back in uh, early 2000s, like 2000, 2000, 2001, before 9-11, you know, and 
I remember they, oh, we got to have motorcycle. We got to have dirt bike. Got to have dirt bike. Every son's got to have dirt bike. Okay. Well, how are you going to haul it? You know, we got a van and a, and a car, man. How are we doing this dirt bike? You got to have a trailer, you know? So the trailer costs, say, $1,000. Well, if we buy the steel and get some welding equipment and welders and all that and rack and everything, it'd probably be a less than 2000 I mean, less than $1,000. And we would have the equipment to build other stuff. I still have that welder. So I go, we'll learn to build. We've got to do some trig on, you know, the angle of the front, you know, uh, uh, forks, you know, of how the um, sides come in to do the, for the hitch. And we'll, you know, learn to cut this and weld that. And then all we did, we fabricated everything except the fenders, the hitch, and uh, the axle. And I knew what axle to get because my father, the Alcan Traveler, it's a, you know, kind of the, you can build to the axle thing. So I go to Glendale. I say, all right, I want this axle. I need it to be these dimensions. I'm going to build a trailer around that axle because I hated the fact you put a four by eight sheet of plywood, it better have like an inch clearance on each side and be wide enough and long enough. And then I do the ramp and then we'll make it point front. We can get three motorcycles on there, whatever. That was the deal. So we build this trailer. It's been decades we've had this thing. Then as we're going down to pick up our uh, building supplies down Cochise County, southeast Arizona, you know, the fender started. It had a little rust thing, and it was a bad weld that Donna had fixed by another guy. It did a bad job. Boom. It's, you know, it's coming off. We got to get there. We can't make it back to Phoenix like this. We got to, I don't know, like a ratchet strap the crap out of it. But I'm like, we need to get this fixed. So she researches, you know, while we were down there and dropped it off and had them do it. We go that night after doing our workshop building thing to go pick up the trailer. We go in and it's out in the middle of nothing. You're out in big farm fields. Now Cochise County is just desert, wells, and agriculture. You know, they might have some cows and stuff out there, but it is just a valley of the, like like a John Wayne movie, man. You know, but they're growing stuff. In the middle of all this, of course, you need a machine shop. You need somebody to fix your tractor if I laid me up, if I got fashioned this metal of freaking it's not working better than somebody who's going to do it. You know, we're not waiting. We can't of the factory. It costs a billion dollars and wait forever and kind of need somebody knows what's up. So this place was big Quonset huts that were kind of, you know, V'd together or, you know, intersected and it had buildings. So he had probably at least 20,000 square feet. And you looked inside, and it looked like a Tesla, Tesla factory. It was all white, epoxied, clean, had, you know, uh, all the mills and the lays and the grinders and the, you know, chop saws. It was just, you know, it looked like all of Derek's machines that he has up, except it was really clean and organized. <laughs> and he's got pretty clean and organized, but, you know, he doesn't have white walls everywhere and white floor and white everything. So you go in, this thing's insulated. Quonset Hudson had insulation on the outside, the inside. He had, you know, uh, a high-tech you know, point-of-sale system, had big screens in the office that you could, and it was a going concern. But the guy was about 28 years old. And I'm going, this is awesome that they had this capability out in the middle of the freaking desert. I'm talking, you know, 100 miles from, you know, the biggest sit, the semi-city where Home Depot is kind of thing. So I'm going, yep, I guarantee you this boy would be busy. He's keeping all the combines working, you know. So I go like that and I said, all right. And we went out and he showed me 
fantastic, way overkill uh, repair on this fan. That thing ain't going. He goes, yeah, I have one of my young guys, you know, uh, new guys work on this. And I'm going, young guy? Hell, you're like in your 20s, man. Was this guy 13 or something? So he took some scrap metal that they had, and they fashioned, fixed it, super fixed it. I go, man, you didn't fix it. You super fixed it for like $80. And I'm going, you the freaking man. So I did a quick little interview. You know, I asked him some questions. He was the son of a farmer out there that, you know, same problem, you know, need all kinds of stuff in there, delayed for whatever. So he realized that, well, I can learn how to do the, get me a lathe. So he got a lathe and he started with that. Then he gets a mill, then he gets, then he gets, then he gets. So he built this freaking awesome big facility. Now, how he financed it or his dad got him started or he just had some big orders and did whatever, doesn't matter. It's a thriving, a going business. And what is it? If you can fix things, heal people, that kind of stuff. And this kid, he didn't, I go, did you go to, <clears throat> to Millinaras School of Trade of something? And he goes, nope, self-taught. I started with a little lathe. You know, it's like, you know, do this and do that, and it makes this. I learned it. He hires guys in there. He's got a thriving business in his 20s making bank because he knows how to do something. And I was so impressed with the facility. I want to have this guy on. So we got the thing. I want this guy to come on the show and talk about how he microed everything. It's like, look, you're going to need people to be able to do stuff. And I, even though it's three hours away, you know, from here for me, I know that there's a place with a young guy that will get it done, does high quality, uh, make it go worth for a fair price. I'm glad I know that guy's there. Will I use it? He's definitely going to get a shot at fixing, doing, repairing, making whatever the heck I want. Now, can I find stuff closer here? Probably, but that's the standard that I'm looking for. This, you support the local guys here doing it with a mindset like that. He reminds me of my sons and my daughters and my son and daughters-in-law. This is the mindset of what's going to survive and thrive in the zombie apocalypse that be a common. And if you don't know people like this or places like this, you're going to be the one waiting. As we're coming back, we were down there. Well, the tires blew, you know, on the enclave. So we had to put the donut on. We get and got that repaired. They were busy as heck, too, you know, the, the tire guys. Then we're just about in the valley and her super Christmas tree, you know, neon electronic warning light conversation computer thing says there's something wrong with your charging system got a service charging system charging system charging system so we stopped at my son's in the east valley out there and he has one of those things you plug into your car and do this do that turn this on and it does a diagnostic well it was saying the alternator was bad it was only putting out 11.3 volts and that's not enough to charge you have to have like at least you know, like 14 or something so i'm going all right the alternator is bad Called Firestone, called all around, all around, all around. The earliest we could get was this Friday. We had to wait two or three days to be able to get the alternator replaced. And it was a thousand dollars. A thousand who's making the money now? The guy's doing these repairs. Now, once I got into it, I'm like, damn, I know it's a thousand dollars. That was a pain in the butt. But one of my brother my one of my son in laws. Hey, Ernie, Ernie, really, I you have to this is not right. I mean, just just finish your point, 
for the record, you started at nine o'clock. Yeah, yeah. It's now an I'm hour finishing. and a half later. I'm finishing. I'm oh, finishing. Wait, wait, wait. You're dragging it out, Frank. You're dragging no, it out. No, no, I'm not You're dragging, dragging it out because I could have been done no, no, by no, now. No, no, no. You're been... dragging. Oh, it could already been done. You're dragging it out. You finished. So, so finish I'll finish. And then, hey, so then I, mean, I may as well go. I mean, I, I hold on. So then I go to my son-in-law's. He has a full, you know, fitted out garage. I go in, take it all apart, do kind of, it was a pain in the ass, it took me five hours. But I saved, uh, because it's discounted in the heart, I probably saved at least $700. $700 because I knew how to do it, and I didn't have to use my phone to call a handyman to show up in a limo to fix my car. Because you know how to do it yourself. And you find people like that, and you can do it yourself, then you save yourself. And that's poverty is what made me a mechanic. I just want everybody to know that. All right. I'm done. Go, Frank. Ah, go, Frank. Yeah, I don't know who else, who's left listening if they're trying to have us have a conversation. So for the record, for the record, and I enjoy listening, Ernie. I always do. Uh, but just for the Brother, record. You I'm, asked I'm, I'm, I'm watching the- I gave it to you first, and you sent it to me. That's what I you know. get. I know, I know. And I was so polite. I was simply asking about what big picture you may have seen in the last that's uh, week it. or so since we chatted That's last. it. That's and my big picture. <laughs> yeah, it's a big picture. Right. So anyway, just for the record, we uh, being, being uh, generally, we started about 9 o'clock when we finally got started. It's 10.30 now, for those of you that are fast forward and trying to find me here. 10.30. I think I probably interrupted a couple of times about a total. I think I've been watching the clock about five minutes total of time in the hour and a half nevertheless ernie's thinking that i'm drawing it out and interrupting so now after an hour and a half let's see i'm curious audience how long it'll be before ernie says i'm hogging the microphone and what am i doing i don't let him talk so let's let, let, let everyone just watch the clock now let's just see all right i will not be an hour and a half uh and uh, yes i am interested in some of ernie's thoughts on some of this but i just want to point that out because if I don't say it now, you're going to think I'm making it up later when in five minutes you jump in and go, what are you doing? Come on, come on. You're like rambling. Oh, and I have All one right. more thing, but I'll do that later. No, no, no. <laughs> so, so anyway, for whoever's still left, you know, I, I've given a lot. I, I, it's kind of a I, I think it's a fascinating discussion. I, I wanted to about, you know, wh- at least for me, seeing this country change, you know, there there's been so you know, obviously everything's in flux and we're seeing a lot of changes going on. But, you know, will I be able to look back in history and say this week of uh, mid-November was the week? Probably not. Uh, there was one event that ironically and very fascinatingly deals with Marvel Comics that I wait for the punchline. And yes, it's a very serious, uh, very poignant cherry on top of what I'm going to be talking about here. Uh, it deals with Marvel. And it's not the Marvels, believe it or not. Um, but I feel like, you know, Ernie talks about generation next and it's a great way of quitting it, but generation next is, you know, obviously the next generation was always different generations. I've been studying that a little bit between the boomers and the millennials and, um, uh, and, um, uh, and of course my daughter who is uh, generation alpha, which I didn't realize. So she's alpha and alpha, uh, she's six alpha is the first generation that was born after 2000 so it's the first of the new millenniums alpha whereas uh generation uh, z i guess was the one leading up to 2000 
Um, and, and they're looking at also how generation, uh, the, 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 the Zoomers right now, Zoomers Z, which is that last generation, they were the ones born during 9-11. And now they're coming of age, right? That generation is now of a voting age. They're starting to become a voting age. And who are they? And who are these young people? Um, and that doesn't include just the, and the millennials as well. The millennials are definitely a lost generation. They're all screwed up. Uh, it's not their fault. It's their parents. And their parents are my generation, um, a lot of them. Uh, you know, from the born in the 80s. I mean, I had my child much later, but um, but anyway, Generation Z, you know, who are they? And they're born through 9-11. They were born and they saw their family's home. A lot of them have, were kicked out of their homes in 2008 when the housing crisis hit. Um, they are also born with the iPhones. They're being born with, you know, a whole different view of technology, good or bad. They've been born with technology without any real stewardship any new any 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 guidance with technology and what i mean by that is because a adults have been fighting their own fights all this time and not really watching their kids they also think their kids are living the life the way that they grew up oh yeah, i had video games i had pac-man in my day it's the same thing no and also you know guidance on on social media as adults are figuring out how it's changed our lives so much you know how, how do you handle it with a kid going through puberty and, and technology at their fingertips that's more advanced than what most older people are aware of. Because, you know, they're on TikTok and most adults don't even know what TikTok is, right? So, so they are, they are, I don't think it's understood, in my opinion, what this generation, it's almost like this generation is, is, uh, is like to completely forgotten uh, for different reasons. And they're having to figure out this world, you know, uh, between uh, dating, how the dating world has changed upside down and why it is that most of the, the the boys are all you know they're they're 22 and they're living in their mom's basement and they're afraid to talk to a girl and, and other others are all going overseas to find you know, to find a, a overseas a girlfriends from the Philippines or what have you uh, women not being able to find men and not understanding what's going on I mean I'm not going to hit too many topics right off the bat there's sperm, so cash many only. things there's so many things that that generation is dealing with and it's all kind of scrambled up in you know what's left over of american patriotism of nationalism and i'm not saying it the way they look at you know trump stuff i just mean what it is to be an american they don't even know and not to mention they've been brought up in schools that conservatives or middle america just recently have been figuring out has been co-opted by the left or different agendas and they had no idea so these kids are getting mixed messages from their parents from from the schools from the media when parents aren't even looking at the media and then they're just parking their kid in front of the media and then then youtube and you know it's like the endless you know rabbit hole of whatever they're they're watching peer pressure uh censorship issues you know what's allowed what's not you know i have to use pronouns what, what what's you know, being able to address a woman or a girl you know do you god forbid you call her a girl and you get in trouble you get fired for this if you happen to wear a, an american flag at school i mean just the rules keep changing on all of us, especially those of us who are older, who know how these rules are being changed and upended. But if you're, you know, 14, I mean, how do you make sense of all of this? And 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 uh, or 22 at this point. And that's the generation that is the the the, 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 the earlier of that generation are getting to the voting uh, to the voting uh, sphere. They're also getting into the multimedia sphere. They're starting to have a lot more YouTube channels They're they're, they're, they're starting to express themselves. And that has been fascinating to see. And, and what's happened the last few weeks over this, the conflict in, in Israel and Palestine 
is probably the most blatant example of how much how much if people haven't seen this before um it's it, 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 it it's it's like it's like a you know spotlight on it with five alarms that this country has changed and it's not just over israel and palestine but it's much more than that you know i uh so a quick a quick story that kind of sets this up a bit is uh, when I was younger, I, I kind of tell my my family that the day that I thought I was a man, um, and that's kind of a strange way of putting it, was when I stood up to the first adult who I respected. And I never stood up to anybody. I was, you know, I was a young person. I mean, I, you know, if I was getting beat up, I would, but I was, I was a martial arts for like 20 years. But I just mean that I always was respectful of my elders, would always sit back and listen. I believe it, I'd always listen. There are different perspectives and my grandparents from the Depression, what have you. And uh, if we ever got my grandfather really angry, I mean, he threatened to kick us out of the house because, you know, we were living there on his good graces. So it was all, a lot of anxiety growing up. And one morning, I don't know, we somehow something about politics came up and and I disagreed with him about something. It had something to do with how, uh, the, how the blacks were being handled in Philadelphia. And, you know, my grandfather lived in cities that were all white. And then they moved out and the blacks moved in and the cities he grew up in were all destroyed the way he saw it. And so anyway, it had something to do with that. I don't want to get into the details. It doesn't matter. But I disagreed with him about something and uh, he got upset and I got nervous because I've never conf- I never disagreed with him about anything. Of course, that's turned into me and Ernie disagreeing about everything. So it's kind of like a, it's called a Tuesday now or Thursday. But back then I never did. And I, I went to school. I was scared as hell. I thought. He literally was going to kick us out of the house. And I came home, and instead of him uh, infuriated and yelling at me, which I was expecting, he sat up on his chair, he was smiling, and he had on the table 50 newspaper clippings. Because my grandfather, before the internet, he's the guy that would clip out articles and put them filed in his filing cabinet, you know, to to make points. It's kind kind of what I do sometimes now. But he had this whole case made out and he was excited and he wanted to chat with me and we had an actual conversation. And that was the moment he stopped treating me as just some kid, grandkid. He thought of me as at least an equal to the point you can have a conversation and it changed. Freedom's the answer. What's the question? You're listening to Ernest Hancock. Welcome back to Declare Your Independence with me, Ernest Hancock, on Free Talk Live Network on Genesis. We're talking with Dr. Frank Tambury. We've done the Trump report since the summer of 2015 of Trump coming down the escalator, and it's turned into a cultural uh, view of America and the world. And this particular show was taped on the 16th of November, just this last Thursday. Now, this was prior to the election just yesterday, Sunday the 19th, of Javier Millet, a narco-capitalist, just a, an anarchist, <laughs> to the president of Argentina. Now, this is just a, a worldwide cultural phenomenon that we're starting to see, and we've been tracking culturally what's happening around the world on the Trump report. We don't do a, a lot of politics. I mean, of course, you know, we, 
heavily involved in a lot of areas and so on, but I I just see what's happening as a cultural thing. And we've been discussing that in pop culture, movies, magazines, newspaper, comic books, uh, uh, TV shows. We've really had a, a preemptive look at what's coming and what's here. So that's what this discussion is about, going over the news and so on. Now, normally, we do at least three to five hours. You know, this particular show is over four hours long. If you want to get the whole thing, go to Declare Your Independence with ErnestHancock.com or FreedomsPhoenix.com. And at the top right, you'll see the link to the shows. Little banner ad there, and it goes in. And it's November 16th, 2023. Just a full show. Now, this is just a snippet. I wanted to give you guys uh, just the fun that we have. And it's we're not going to be able to get the whole show in there, of course. You know, probably like half of it. But you'll get the idea of how we view the world. That concept, some of you guys are going, where am I going with this? Is that is what I feel has happened this week. Um, you know, give or take a few weeks. You can say it's been brewing for a while. But I just feel like it's come to a head where this generation, generation next, what's generation Z and the millennials and and the online communities that have been solidifying, they have been in the shadow of the boomers. They've been in the shadow of generation X, which is which is me. You know, those that are in in the 40s, 50s, you know, 70s, those that will not give up power that we see in Congress and elsewhere. Right. That generation is not stepping down normally in time. And, you know, if I'm wrong in American history on this, but as far as I know, typically, you know, you see a generational smooth generational transfer of power. You know, people hit around 60, 70, maybe that's really old. You know, you retire and go off with the grandkids and the new generation comes in and you get fresh blood and you have like this this kind of flow of different generations. And I don't know, uh, you know, if you have a quick comment that uh, you, you think otherwise, but I feel like there has been this stopgap where the where the baby boomers, for a whole probably bunch of reasons, but they will not relinquish power. I mean, that's why how we have like Donald Trump and they Joe can't. Biden and Nancy Pelosi. What's that? They can't. They, they can't. Well, they can't relinquish power because their their point is to be there to you know. Wield the power until they turn into a dried corpse, Diane Feinstein. You know, on the floor. I mean, you right. know, this is right. this this is they're there to do what they do. And when you when you look at the wealth that is accumulated by elected politicians, that is they. It's like you could be known as the person that freed the people. It's like in Gladiator, Marcus Aurelius. I will give you power, Maximus, to one end to restore the republic and rid her of the corruption. All right. Well, that's not what they them those want to do. So they're well, yeah. They're not no, going no, to I, 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 So how no, do you get I, replacement I of you know principled young people? They're not going to. I don't want anything to do with this. And the ones that do immerse themselves in that system, of which I know plenty, they are. You can see it. It's a type of person. It's a sociopath. It's one that's willing. They value. You know, status and shiny badges and, you know, initials after their name and accolades and, you know, Klaus Schwab likes them or something more than they do. Freedom, uh, the well-being of their community, or, you know, it's just they got a different standard. 
Well, I, I, I agree in, in a sense, but I, I would disagree because I think there's something different. And I don't know what it is. I mean, I, I have speculation and, and this kind of Human becomes nature. a different topic not to get into. But look, you know, power always you know corrupts and there's always been powerful people. There's always been sociopaths, roughly three to six percent of the population that wavers when people figure them out. Um, so that, that's always been there. But but it, it's just there's been this 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 power hold on that I've never seen, especially at a time you would think you would need new blood. I mean, just think about this. The technological revolution has gone on since at least the VCR came out in our day and grandma couldn't program the VCR, right? It kind of started with that. That was the joke. You need grandkids to program the VCR. Now it's turned into like, like even having your own kids have to sit there and show you how to use the phone or, or whatever else. Things change so much. You know, I, I've commented a number of times when the Anti-Patriot Act was, was, uh, was pushed through. And John McCain was one of the authors, I think, on it. And he didn't even own an email account. He was asked, like, don't you use email? He says, oh, I heard about it. Some of my staffers use it, but now nah, I, I don't need that. And meanwhile, he was writing the Anti-Patriot Act, giving the government the ability to go into everyone's email. And he didn't even have an email. So, I mean, that just says a lot how, how the generation and technological gap is that it's like wider than the Grand Canyon. And so you would think you would need more new blood. People understand crypto. People understand what open source means. I mean, just they all need to stuff. understand These, basic principles. Once you right. do that, well, well, it clears the mind fog. So where is this coming in at? And it's almost like the younger generation, they have the skills, they're the awareness of what this new generation, of what the new world is. The world that I keep saying, I, I know, and they're still too old for this, but I think Generation Alpha, my, my daughter's generation, and I've said many times on your show that I think that's the generation that really, when they get older, are going to have to change the world in a profoundly different way about how we communicate, a network society. Our, our generations are still, you know, I know, I know you and, and many of us have kind of been ahead of the curve on it. We see a decentralized world. We see a lot of this on our own. But I think at our core, we still are coming from a world that we're never going to be able to break out of how we see just basic human interaction. Humanity always marches the, on. The, the, the new gener I, I think there's going to be a generation coming up that, you know, it, it'll be globalism, but without the, you know, the, the Schwab and, the, uh, and, and the, 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 the globalist agenda that we're trying to fight. I think it's going to happen more organically in a different way without the force. I think it's going to happen. It just has to happen properly. And the new generation has to figure this out. Yeah, it has to have people's money. How does information go? It's always been top down. And now it's bottom up. Everything. And it's undermining everything, including what we're seeing with the Candace Owens deal. So that generation is going to make that decision. And maybe that's what the older generations are afraid of. Maybe because they don't understand what what the young people know and what they what they can do. But I think it's potentiated because the young people act like children. And this is going on for a while since the birth of the teenager. You know, it used to be that once you turned 16, you became a man, you know, and all of a sudden you went boy to man. Same thing with women. And then all of a sudden the teenager came and created a few years gap in there. You know, it's kind of like you're in between. And then then college comes in and then more graduate school. And that became an extension of teenage years. And it just kept stretching this thing out and then of course now you're under your parents insurance until you're 27 or something 
Ex- yeah, exactly. It's like they're calling it like the second childhood or you got two, di- two different adulthoods. There's all kinds of books on this sort of thing. But it's not normal. Let's now you're to launch. Throughout, throughout evolution, it, that's not how human beings have operated. To have this extended uh, 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 usefulness where you don't have responsibilities, you don't have kids. Now you're just playing around video games and sex or whatever else that they're doing and, and, and drugs and, and check out. Not to mention there's a lot of reasons to do so. You know, if you're being told that you're a toxic man and this is a problem and everyone's got dead and everything's a pro- you know, everything's depressing, I'll just sit there and do weed and go on virtual reality. I don't blame the kids. But this has been going on for a while uh, where Tim Pool even made a mention of this, interestingly, how his generation and younger, it's almost like they're, they're kind of like a kid that becomes an adult in the house but they've never stood up to their father yet. And the parents or the father still treats the 25-year-old as if they're 14. And, and, and it's a great apropos comment. And that's why I brought up my conversation with my grandfather, how I will never forget that moment where something shifted from a boy to a man, you know, if, if, however, however it happened. And I think for, as a generation, these young people are kind of caught in that. I think for many of these reasons, cultural, the video games, whatever, and so they haven't really felt that they can plant and step up to the and take over the other generation. So the other generation, you've got all the money, the power, you've got the American empire on its last legs. And, and hence, that's why a lot of it, they don't want to leave because you have all of these lobbyist groups that are, that are holding on to the George Bush, Dick Cheney, you know, view of the world, of the neocon and the world needs us, world's policemen. And, uh, you know, blah, 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 Team America, this kind of stuff. And, and it goes deeper than yep, that. Yeah. The way, and, and that world doesn't exist anymore. But the money is being thrown in to keep these people in power of yep. whatever's left until they die in office. And the young people don't want to take it over because they've been either afraid or they've been told. OK, I want to whatever. comment on this. So quickly, because I still have, this is just the setup. But go ahead. Wow big setup all right so a couple of things oh i, I still have an, i still have an hour and uh, 15 minutes well, that's, that's so fine that's fine it's fine you get right, yours go. it's not like you don't yeah. get to express yourself and you know? i know well i it was five oh. minutes but go ahead go okay go, uh, go, one go. thing i wanted to make sure i just got in uh last night i was at my daughter's sierra's you know using her garage to fix car mm-hmm. and she goes yeah we were talking about this kind of stuff and she goes yeah i got an email you know they promised me 750 dollars you know, that they're sending or got mail or something, $750 from the government for being a good little taxpayer, okay? Paying your taxes on time. So some reward, 750 bucks from the government, they love me, okay? And I'm like, what? She goes, hey, man, I'm just telling you what's what. Then in her um, uh, direct, excuse me, direct deposited in her bank account was $500. She's like, so where'd the other two hundred fifty dollars go? <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, whatever, don't care." But that would be interesting, right there. Yeah, we love you, long time. Here's seven. We're gonna send you seven hundred fifty dollars. You get five hundred dollars. You got five hundred dollars, so don't bitch, okay? So it, she's just like, "Yeah, whatever." I mean, finally, just you throw up your hands and just whatever. We, they gave me only five hundred dollars of my money back, you know. So it, that was interesting. One that they're doing it. Two that they sent, you know, only a part of it, <laughs> and from out of the blue, 
So I'm going, there's something weird going on there, and I'll examine that later, whatever. What I wanted to put in on what you're talking about, Generation Next and everything, is the reason that I brought up this rural kid that did his uh, super-duper machine shop. That is what, just like Frank's always been saying, it's going to be those that fix things and do and heal and whatever. It's You'll find access to these on alternative internet media a lot of people growing up with the internet don't know what it used to be like if you didn't have the yellow pages you didn't know what was up you didn't couldn't find anybody for anything now that's kind of going away and then it's online who do you trust i mean you gotta you know do your own verification and find out but this is one thing our david friedman uh milton friedman's son you know he's always at uh, pork fest and so on two years ago and then i talked to him again this summer about the conversation we had before two years ago i remember talking to him and um a couple of things he all oh, inflation will never you know whatever then it did i go i don't know i think that inflation thing you know took off just saying you know but the um uh he was pontificating on how the intelligentsia and the elite and going to think us through and think tank of something in the opinion of the elderly is going to determine whatever influence that they would have. And I'm just going, I don't think you understand what's going on. I am of the opinion that when you create ubiquitous access to the Internet, when you get something like, here comes Starlink, you are going to have the the scale will level out with the influence of the influencers now that are about watch me put on my makeup and watch me, you know, build my fence and watch me talk about this news thing and watch me whatever YouTube channels and stuff that are done. All of that perspective come from people that have access to broadband Internet, however they get it. And generally, it was going to be you had to be in or near a large city. If you live like when we're got McLean, something, whatever, it's a small McNeil, I think it is, out in Cochise County, the reason they have the opt out to where you go get your permit to not get any permits is because nobody lived there. It's on the Mexican border, desolate, barren valleys of just freaking nothing. So they said, all right, you guys come here and build, do whatever you want, be free. You've got, whoom, here these people came. What kind of people? Leave me alone as in people. I'll build it myself, people. You'll get out of my way, people. So that is, all of a sudden, then what? They get broadband. You get some Starlink. You get some broadband. You got a 13-year-old, a 15-year-old, a 20-year-old, a 30-year-old that now is able to transmit to the planet their perspective. This happens all over uh, the Plains, Oklahoma, South Dakota, Montana, areas of Texas. All of a sudden, you get to have the influencers or people that are influencing from their perspective, their reality, their needs, their use, their experiences, that they are putting that out to the planet where before it was only those that lived in the cities. The ones that were in high density, the ones that were affected the most by politicians bitching about some politician, a politician did something, some government, whatever the heck. While these people that live out real go, what you talking about, boy? I don't know. I know nothing about no government. Okay, this is what the influencers are facing, be it the government or think tank or whatever, just a general public opinion of half 
of the American population that didn't have an opinion that was shared. You're not allowed. You can't. You know, you, you, you're not on right. the system. Now that the system is available for them to share their experience and perspective and what they're doing and what they find of as importance, that their community, their small town, their family, their brothers, sisters, siblings, parents, you know, in-laws, that is what's coming online now. And that, yeah. as I'm going to David, I'm going, look, you're having to, you haven't had to compete with that before. I go, what are you going to do when this one kid comes up with economics of I don't give a crap and you're full of it and this is how I do it and I'm using uh, alternative vendors with alternative currency of agris.marketplace of blackmarketfridays.com of, you know, pirate to bite me. Then what? How, how, how are you compete with that? What are you going to say? Wait, that they shouldn't be allowed to? You're going to have a government, you know, you're not allowed to have influence, you don't have enough initials after your, your name? And I can see these people that I talked to, it never occurred to them that they're going to be overwhelmed by public opinion of half of the population in America that has not had access until recently of right. broadband media. That's what's right. coming. And, 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 and the thing is, it's, it's no, you got a great point. And, and and that's the technical. That's a technical reason, right? From the technology causing yeah, that. That's then been also happening, right? Exactly. And and if there's one group that's been suppressed, probably the most uh, or to a degree that's that's being shown right now. Uh, and and I, I I won't belabor this point because you guys all love it. And that's Donald Trump. You know the the whole Trump phenomena is a perfect example. You know they were chatting about why the Republicans keep screwing up. And they and one of the one of the issues, of course, they're trying to blame it because they can't Trump, control the rule influence. But but the thing is with Trump is that what the RNC doesn't understand is they keep thinking Trump's a Republican, so now they can have all these Republicans on his coattails. And if Trump you know, somehow they kick him out, everyone's going to switch to Ron DeSantis' <laughs> Plan B. Like they have no concept that if Trump's not the nominee, DeSantis is probably just as good as putting in out, uh, you know, uh, Joe Biden at this point. Like, they don't understand that Trump is not a Republican. People voting for him, uh, like, I think it's like 20% of people voted for Trump in 2016 voted for Obama. You know, uh, Trump supporters are not Republicans. They're looking at him as a third party. And, and many of these people came out to vote for him, like they did Ron Paul, I may add, they came out who had never voted before or haven't voted in decades. They came out for, for, for a different reason. So they're feeling like people who didn't have a voice, he's giving a voice to them. Not to make this a, you know, a, a whole a sales pitch for Donald Trump, but it's an example of different communities that didn't have a voice. And the technology, like you're saying, it's giving, it's giving a rural America a voice. It's not just all focused on New York City and L.A. And Central Command getting, is know, freaking out. Focused. Oh, I, I gotta give you a perfect yeah, no, exactly. example. I gotta give you out. a perfect example. This just came in. Quick, Ernie, Quick. You're, you're, you're drawing this out, as you say. It's all right. We it got well, we got hours. I'll be mostly frank. It's all good. So then we had um, uh, Jay Noon that's doing battle with Child Protective Services because his wife, you know, um, uh, had the child for a little bit in the car that was on and heated and it was fine you know it's just a, the man trying to you're a bad parent and you're one of we want to take and do and and he wouldn't play he goes nope i'm not contracting with you nobody was harmed it's all good bite me go to court and whatever he got going back and forth and he 
ran for office there and make the, the, the point that this child protective thing, this racket that's going on in New Hampshire, how corrupt they are, lost children, killed children, they seize them to adopt them out, you know, got a little blonde boy kind of crap. So he's really hammered on these guys. He just got discovery from the prosecution, you know, on the, the appeal that they're doing or something. Well, he goes, 108 pages of discovery and 35 pages was pages of Freedom's Phoenix. So I'm going, <laughs> what? So they had, they're just like, and what are they going to say? What do they say? And, you know, some of it had stuff from autonomy that he's associated with doing his man camp and all that. So what are they saying? You have these government agencies going, see, he's, they're bad parents. They believe this Freedom's Phoenix stuff. Autonomy. Yeah. Stuff. Well, it goes right. Well, it, it goes. It goes. It, it, yeah, you're seeing this just in the last few weeks, even further. It's just fascinating. Uh, the the guy that uh, raided Nancy Pelosi's husband's house or whatever. Uh, I guess there was a trial. Uh, they're in court now, talking about that case. And apparently, the defense is saying that he was a victim because he listened to far right media, and listed on those channels was the Tim Pool show. So Pool's got it. All of a sudden, I'm far right. That that that's how they're trying. Exactly to Exactly the same it, right? thing. These guys these, are bad. What essentially moderate shows where what were the Oberton window? These are just moderates. I mean, Tim Pool, Joe Rogan. Heck, they all voted for Democrats not so long ago, and now suddenly they're far right. So so they're doing that, and then it comes out as how can they try to stop this hemorrhaging of other people having voices? Now, Chris, we're seeing this nonstop, whether it's taking parlor down and censorship and canceling. We don't need to explain to this audience because most of you have been censored or canceled in some way. But we had our our, our uh, very illustrious uh, person that might be president, thinks they'll be president, Nikki Haley, not even her real name. And she said the other day, if you heard, that her, uh, her campaign pledge she gets in is you got to be registered to use the Internet. Right. You use social media. You have to get an ID. You got to be badged and you got to be regulated. So you're accountable for what you say online. Now, hopefully, and I'm sure that is the death nail to her campaign. But the fact that she's getting revved to that level on top of, of course, you know, bomb, 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 Iran. It's probably like a new song. Um, so that that is that is the system responding or trying to with Chris Christie screaming out on these shows. Nikki Haley, uh, the Republicans all complain that Donald Trump won't, won't be, but won't, 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 won't entertain these debates. Like they, they, they the, the, that that elder generation that will not let go. I'm watching now in real time as there is like the it, it's what, what is it was it, was it snuck, suckle sucker tash? What was it that that cartoon pink lion whatever? And and all of a sudden the uh, the cane would come out on stage and and yank them off the stage. That's what it's like. Like the generation is not leaving and now the cane is coming out and the younger generations that have been told to shut up and sit down and it's not your time and we're in charge and we're going to censor you or cancel you and you're a bunch of kids play your video games and we know and they will not give it up the, young, the younger people are going no and it's almost like this collective no like planet of the apes is what i try to start to show off with in a way is what i've been feeling and there's a bunch of evidence I want to start throwing out about. And, and look, it's, it's not all about one event or one week, but it's it's like I'm I'm hearing on these podcasts, especially 
most of them are younger people. A lot of them are all millennials. There's something happening here. What it is ain't exactly clear. There's a man with a gun over there. Telling me. This is Mark Edge with Free Talk Live. Mark Warden with PorcupineRealEstate.com is one of the best real estate agents I've ever worked with. I've been through about two dozen real estate transactions in my life, and I feel like I know what I'm doing, but there's always the things that you don't know that you don't know. Mark Warden with PorcupineRealEstate.com found a problem with the house that I was buying that ultimately saved me $65,000. He's a consummate professional, holds his people to his own high standards, and I would unequivocally recommend him for any real estate purchase in New Hampshire. Don't sell yourself short. Contact PorcupineRealEstate.com.